0: every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden bones. This is
1: a special
2: question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing.
1: Why did I smoke the some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it...
2: Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I, uh, once again, am in a new studio, you know? And every week, something new. Last week, Hawaii, with a complete and utter shit show. I'm sorry, guys, about the sound at their place, but what can you do in paradise, right, you know?
0: You should have just bought me a ticket. I
2: I know, and told James Bean, the first thing I told him was, you need to buy MTI a ticket, and then this thing would have been done. Um, But today I am here at 1136 Yuma in Denver, back in Denver, at the very, very first uh, consumption place here. It's what I've been crying about. I've been saying for years, this town needs to grow up and get its act together, and they've uh, managed to get their act together uh, with the help of uh, Rita's how do you pronounce it? Satluc. Luke? Sat Luke. Sat uh-huh. Sat uh, f- um, from 1130 uh, Yuma, which is the shop right next door. No, it's
1: the other way around. Oh,
2: is it? Oh, yeah. no, it's 1136 Yuma is the shop next door. Yeah, we're yep. at 1130. I got you. That's see, right. I'm, I got to get it wrong. You know what I mean? That's part of my <laughs> protocol is getting something completely wrong. I almost got your name right. That's where it all went. That's where, <laughs> that is literally where it went wrong. But anyway, um, right off the highway, literally see it every day when I'm driving and was really, t- you know, was interested And genius over genius boy over here, MTI said, you know, we should call those guys and see if we can do a show here. And uh, they uh, said no problem, which is great. And so this I can tell you will not be the last time we'll be here because now I'm already feeling feeling the love. We walked in, great place, super nice vibe, and uh, you know the idea that there's it's taken once again it's taken somebody from outside of the of the industry to look at it and say, well, let's do this and put it together. And, and, you know, we're going to get into that in a minute, but, uh, we also are, I think we're Skype crippled this week because, uh, classically moving all our stuff. We left the one magic cable. So faux 20, I'm sorry. You cannot interrupt the show today. It's impossible. It's physically impossible. So mm-hmm. you're going to have to <laughs> do it from home. You're going to have to do it from home, but I, I can tell you, that I'm smoking the hash you left me. It's, this is how long it's been it's been it's already what a month and a half or something I saved it, so in honor of not having Skype, I'm smoking your hash so you can at least be here in spirit so i don't have to I don't have to hear about how we left you in the dark two weeks in a row. this is two weeks now, so this is gonna be he's gonna be having withdrawals from <laughs> his interruption withdrawals are, are kicking in also, um I got a cool announcement that we're gonna have. Uh, Mr. Mel Frank on the show in a couple weeks. Um, it might be next week, but I'm going to be in New York, so f- back to the technical difficulty part of it all. Probably it'll be two weeks. Um, and Mr. Mel Frank is having an awesome art show in Hollywood right now that you can go online and check out. And I think it's there till the ninth of June, so we're going to catch him on his last week there and kind of hype that up. But with him, he's a legend. Uh, there's more than just the art show. I mean, he's a great photographer, but he's a great grower. He's the guy that inspired everybody. Uh, from Ed Rosenthal down the line, so tune in in two weeks for that because that's going to be an awesome. I, I say two weeks; it could be next week, but I have a feeling it's going to be two weeks because next week we will be in New York um, at the CWCE, which is uh, the third year I'll be there, and we're going to be doing a after party with um, a big group out there with the guys from Pistol Point, and uh, we have the Executioners playing at that show, so it's going to be pretty sick. I will get, keep you updated. So what I'm trying to do is do some interviews while I'm there. It might not be live, but I'll definitely try to make the best of it. So um, let's should we do a quick shout-out first and get that out, out of the way and then roll into it? Um, just so that we can have a little flow there. Uh, and uh, first of all, before we do any shout-outs, I want to just thank uh, Seeds here now for bringing me out to Hawaii, um, even though we're going to have them at the end of the shout-outs. I just want to first start off by saying thanks, James. That was an awesome adventure. Um, it was great to see uh old friends and check out some amazing cannabis. Like I mean it was there was only twelve varieties in our in our contest and then but it was hard to pick, you know, and it was really like there was some again, Joey eight oh eight threw down the fire, um and that was my pick. Um but there was a bunch of others in there and in the end the winner who came in from Oregon had such a great story that um, I'm going to have him on the show at some point soon because it was it was like epic because his grandfather who had was a, and it's a long story so I'll narrow it down to real simple terms but he had an estranged grandfather who he had never met and when he met him. He basically told him, you know, I'm a cannabis grower and, you know, kind of thought he was going to be a little bit shameful of him or something. And then the grandfather literally walked him out into the backyard of his house and opened up a greenhouse filled with cannabis that he had been growing since 1937, since the day it became illegal. And he had it all documented, literally every single cross. I mean, it was like a breeder's wet dream or something or like, what? And then, <laughs> and then the grandfather died recently and left all of that to him so the it's epic proportions and the guy crushed it and you know a guy from oregon that comes to, to hawaii and wins is saying something because like i said they have some beautiful uh plants there some guys have been growing you know 30 40 years and really have their th- things dialed in um and then somebody f- comes in from oregon and all of a sudden blows everybody away so it was really cool to see um the level that was there and just uh, i got to hang out with jason king also which was cool old friend and you know he's the, the guy who wrote the Canada Bible so he's got a lot of history oh, um, highly opinionated human beings so, <laughs> so it was perfect for doing a contest because part of it is you know I had the puppy syndrome where I was just falling in love with everything like oh I love this one oh this one's great too you know but you gotta be village in at those things and you got to like, you know, and he's the opposite. Everything sucks, of course, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so we, we balanced each other out and we made that contest work really well. Nice. Um, I was only there for four days, but I had, you know, an amazing four days. I also want to thank Russ Rob for, you know, host hosting me at his place. And he had a bunch of big announcements. There's uh, you know, now, uh, Seeds here now is available there on, on the islands, which is awesome. Nice. And they need, you know, they don't really need genetics. like I say they do, but they don't. But I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough call. But they definitely are, uh, you know. It's it, you realize when you're on an island, like everything coming in and out, and especially the agriculture stuff, that just freaks me out. You land, and the first thing they're showing you is ten thousand dollar fines for any agriculture, you know. And since we're, that's what we kind of live for, so it's like, I like, go, oh, well, seeds is that? And the crazy thing is seeds do not count there though they consider seeds to be trash which i was like isn't that the opposite wow. like if you're worried about agriculture i think the first thing you should be worried about oh, is the see, seeds not about right. some the leaf or something you know what i mean because that, that's not a replicating thing like the seeds are but somehow in the law considered trash i thought that was kind of weird okay let's just do quickly do the shout outs we're gonna start with new millennium our uh our buddies here in colorado that have been putting out some great nutrients the last couple of years uh their line super easy to use, um, based on the season. So you know, if you're in the summertime, you know you're going to be they're going to be growing hard and cranking out. But when it slides into fall, it's time to uh, to bring up the peas and the k's and all those kind of things. But they kind of do it for you. They also got their winter frost product, which is great as a finisher. Um, they also have their unique uh, fulvic blend, which is their ruby fulvic, and that is uh nine sources of fulvic acid which is pretty awesome because you know most most you're lucky to get one source you know it's one of those uh expensive uh inputs that uh makes it makes a big big difference you know uh, they also got the calculator built in they got all sorts of easy ways for growing so if you go to their site you can figure out how much you're going to need not have to waste a bunch of money they also got store finder all that check them out at new you know, Throw the Adam Dunn Show name out. We never really made a code with those guys. You probably should at some point. Probably oughta. Probably oughta. But I think if you just mention us, n- hopefully you get treat- to the front of the line. Hopefully they don't just go, oh, Adam Dunn Show, <laughs> forget about it. No, they'll, <laughs> they will treat you well. Um, and speaking of treating you well, Incredibles Edibles, the most consistent edibles here in Colorado, now moving all over the world um, in Puerto Rico. They're in, uh, they're in uh, multiple states: Massachusetts, Michigan. Um, what else? What else? Where else were they at? They're just they keep rolling: Nevada, Nevada, California. Yeah. So, if you're in any of those states and you haven't tried Incredibles yet, then you definitely need to. And if you're in Colorado, then I'm I'm almost. If you're into edibles at any time and you live here and you haven't got them, you have missed the boat, my friend, because they are again the most consistent, um, great flavors. Also. Now they have wellness products, bat soaks, things like that. The gummies are off the chain, and they have their little microdosing pills. So you can depends on t- whatever level you're at, they'll set you at a new one that might, might even be better. So go to iloveincredibles.com, check out their store finder, um, and uh, interactive site. They also have a bunch of uh, tips and things about taking edibles, so check them out. And, like, again, if you're in Colorado and you haven't tried them yet, shame on you, shame on you. Build a Soil. Build a Soil. Jeremy, I was hearing people down in Hawaii talking about Build a Soil, so I know wow. they must be listening to the show because how the hell else would they know? But they were like, man, we wish we had a Build a Soil on the island because they have the best in, uh, in organic nutrients or organic amendments, uh, IPM for your pest management, all that kind of stuff. It's a one-stop shop, and uh, Jeremy, who's the owner, he's like, you know, a dedicated guy who's only, you know, he, he vets every company, makes sure that their, their stuff's legit. Um, you can get their Rootwise products from those guys. We're going to have them on the show one day, too, because I've been using their products now and haven't gotten back to them about it, but it's been amazing. Um, and I think uh, if, you just, if you really want to get into no-till or anything like that, this is, a, this is the people you need to contact. So you can either call them at 855-877-SOIL or just go to buildasoil.com and r- check out the site and see what you need. Again, any advice you need to these guys, every single person who works for that company is on point. They're,
0: they're the real deal.
2: Uh, and
0: WallaceWow.com.
2: Speaking of real deal, yeah, he knows his job because I can never remember that site for some <laughs> reason. WallaceWow.com, Mr. Ron Wallace, who is a world record pumpkin grower and uh, putting out some great genetics he basically this guy's a rhizosphere maniac. So if you're into growing organically and you want to have help with mycorrhizals, things like that, this is your guy. Um, he is venturing into the cannabis world as far as himself dabbling in it. But I mean, all his products cross over well anyway, there's no, no need to worry about it not working for cannabis It's just, he's, he's now in our world, which is scary for growers like me. Cause if I see a guy like that, who can just, who can grow 10 pound pumpkins and 2000 pound, uh, or sorry 10 pound tomatoes and 2,000 pound pumpkins then I know you got somebody uh, who's stepping into the if he steps into our game we we gotta watch out at least when it comes to yield you know terps right. you might have to learn a little terp world there but <laughs> pumpkin terps they haven't really caught on in the cannabis world right. yet have they but you go to uh, Com, right or, yep, I got it. Oh, you I got it. it. I'm starting to get it. You didn't need it. So, me. It's only taking me six months to get that website right. <laughs> Somehow, all the other ones I can. Um, but, yeah, and if you get in touch with Ron, give him an ADS, uh, you know, signal that you got came through us, and he will guarantee get you some uh, extra products, cheaper shipping, whatever. He's, he's, he's super uh, accommodatable. So give him a shout. And... Last but not least, the same guys I was trying to do on the main dot SeedsHereNow.com, your best source for American genetics. And now they're starting to dabble into world genetics. they got serious seeds on board. Um, they got some THC's international ones. They have the, 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 the feminized versions. Oh, okay. So they're starting to get cool. that. So, you know, they're dabbling in the other worlds. But for the most part, almost all American breeders, um, great genetics, um, heirloom stuff. You can also go to Seedaholics.com. That's their their auction site and you can check out all the um, different kinds of specials they'll have that they have last packs lost packs um, charity packs and if it is a charity pack you know that all that money from that charity goes to that charity and it's not a situation of like all these crappy charity companies which give 5% or something you know this is the real deal um, so any cause that you're helping to you know you're helping it for real um, I don't remember the code for them either do you was it ADS was it I, think it was I think it was ADS 420 yeah. I think it was ADS 420 but I but I say that, like we know. Well, <laughs> Sounds familiar. It's the default one, so... That is the default one. And, and, and I'm, sure I'm sure Dusty will figure it out. <laughs> She's on point. So uh, oh, Cedaholics. yeah, com or com. Check them out. And once again, thanks, James, for bringing me down. And thanks, Grayskull, for putting on that event. That was, again, off the chain. I will be back for sure. I mean, I would have gone last year, but if somebody offers you free ticket to hawaii you can never say no now if somebody invites you to hawaii that happens all the time (laughs) because come on down but you know the ticket sure helps but yeah anyway those are my guys and uh, i think that's it
0: right for us yeah real quick that 15 year old stash jar man that was crazy yeah it didn't
2: look as it's hard to tell in the photos (laughs) but the reality of that thing was my friend hadn't even looked at it he just keeps he has a a ball jar and he's got it in a uh, knitted thing because, you know, you want to be able to pull it out, you don't need people to see that it's cannabis, but he actually took the jar out of the knitted thing after years and then realized that the entire bottom is just encrusted with resin and it's so encrusted and it's so amber and nice looking and you just know, because he only grows the fire and it's quite humid down there, so the combination of it just like smearing on each other year after year after year, it created this... Cannabis patina You know what I mean It was like Literally If you were like Going into a place And trying to I mean it was The, the, the coolest part Was that also The top was just Completely rusted out too So it had that, I saw that It had yeah, that yeah. vibe Where you were like Wow that thing Has been through a, a ringer So he gets his money's worth Out of that ball jar For sure yeah, Absolutely and, and he doesn't even You know He's not like He's ever in there Scraping it or anything but
0: nah. It was crazy. That was cool. Yeah. So thought I'd bring it up. Thanks,
2: thanks, yeah. thanks for remembering. Uh, okay, so we are here with Rita. Let's get to the down and dirty about the joint, man. Now the funny part is, I, the first thing I thought when I, when it was like ironic that we can't smoke joints here, right? So I was like, the joint, you know, because instantly in your mind you're like Amsterdam coffee and a joint. I mean, that is the one missing kind of element, obviously. But uh, did you did you uh, find it humorous or did you just kind of I mean is it, tell me how the name evolved I mean that's obvious it's a it's great. Rich. It's a great pun I love it
1: right pun intended and uh, we actually finding it humorous and uh, when we start working on our logo if you saw our logo two cups two mm-hmm. coffee cups mm-hmm. with a little something green in between it kind of took us a little bit to get that logo together our designer was trying to do it like Asher's picture uh huh and he had three coffee cups in the beginning.
2: Oh really? So it'd be like endless, endless, or sort of connected yeah. to each other in a sense. Like and Escher then style. he
1: had some coffee bean grayish uh, beige color in the mm. middle. Something didn't work. And then when we, he limited it to two, it still didn't work. And then we said we need to do something. We tried to put joints in it. We tried to do flower. Yeah. We didn't want to have it in the face. We had we want to kind of have it, it still a little undercover. You sure.
2: Know? Yeah. I think the key to um, Right now, with cannabis, getting it into the public without because technically it's not supposed to be in the public, you got to be creative, a little tongue in cheek. And I and I think the logos that work the best are the ones that aren't obvious. You know, once once there's a cannabis leaf in your logo, you're pretty much determined. You know, at that point, you've you've kind of blew it. I think you know what I mean. Like yeah. unless you can come up with a way that you just somehow bring it into the fold, and it's like, oh, that is a can-. like our, one of the logos we did was a snowflake cannabis leaf, uh-huh. so we could really kind of like be like what because our clothing is outerwear and it's made for winter so it was like oh really you see a cannabis leaf of course it's cannabis leaf but you know we could kind of argue that the the, the the fact on that one um so so the concept when you guys started because you guys have the dispensary next door so yes that was their first
1: uh-huh. that was their first
2: and i know that because you guys actually have literally the first official real certificate that says you can smoke d- dabs, right, only specifically. Consume, Consume, right. consume yeah. We can,
1: only one. Yeah, first and, and only one so far. In the world. In the world.
2: Yeah, which is amazing because everybody, of course, you know, thinks, oh, no, but Amsterdam's had it for 30 years. And it's like, no, they don't. I mean, you're 100% right because they don't have official.
1: They don't have a license. They have a license to operate.
2: Uh huh. And it's, you know, it's crazy to me because it's one of those deals where you, you 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 would have thought that at this point in time it could be it would be normalized, you know, and and the fact that it's so unique still as an idea is kind of mind blowing in a way because you're like, okay, thousands and thousands of people coming here just to buy cannabis, and it's the first thing that my friends say when they're from out of state. They go like, so where are we supposed to smoke this, you know? And um, did you guys? Uh, Get a lot of pushback getting the license, or was it just
1: city helped us? Really, city really went out of their way to help us.
2: And and because I know there was other groups that were trying. And what was mm-hmm. there? What was the um, what was their problem? And why did it become so complicated for other people?
1: Um, I only know two more groups that trying, and then one of them too close to daycare. But I think they'll be able to figure it out. Well, mm-hmm. They're trying to figure it out to the variance right now. Mm-hmm. And another group is just on another side of our dispensary, and they have some zoning issues.
2: Okay. It's because it's, I mean, it seems like a, because uh, I remember when they, you know, I watched it uh, 300 kind of develop. And at a, and I was very interested, but the shop that I was in was 950 feet from like the top school in denver so i was like the cornelius whatever school and it was for gifted children so i was like definitely not even going to step into that water i mean that was one of the reasons i left that location was because i was like it's just you know it's not even worth it because you get one complaint and you're pretty much done you know what i mean and um, did you have, was it like a liquor license where you had to put a thing on the wall and people mm-hmm. had, to, had to decide and the yep. locals could, could, yeah. We
1: also had a public hearing here. Uh-huh. So in order to get this going, we had to get support from the local neighborhood organization, which is Lincoln Park okay. organization. And they really support us. Thank you them. And then, uh, from there on, there's a bunch of requirements, like a whole list of them, but nothing is impossible. And mm. if you already approving dispensary and have this under your belt you already know how to get those done
2: yeah for sure the hoops that you have jumped th- had to jump through for the dispensary probably outweigh this one now do you get checked a lot by the police do they come through ever and sort of double check to make sure that you're following this because you're the only one so I figure they don't have to they only have to put one beat cop on you <laughs> and you're pretty much uh, covered
1: I think they checked it out in the beginning and then kind of thought okay nothing that looks dangerous
2: mm. Because uh, it's it just seems to me a, like a, a strange that there's, I mean considering how much money people have put into their dispensaries and the fact that you know many of them are located in industrial areas and and those are the ones that I'm always like how are you surviving but the reality is they they mostly survive off of other grow people in the area that just don't grow good weed probably is you know is my is my bet like you know if you're in an area where there's only warehouses growing weed but yet you have a dispensary there who's your customers you know what I mean your customers are are basically people who can't grow good weed. <laughs> that's how I would look at it. Uh, but in this area you got sort of similar situation. you got that giant you got the green Bro- green brothers or green dragon sorry huge operation which I think is in the worst location you could ever put a greenhouse which is right next to a highway. It's like really you know really you're gonna try to grow clean organic styly herb maybe not organic. I'm sure they're growing with salts over there but in general, just the fact that you're below the highway. I mean, you know that they're, the carbon coming off and the, the, coming off the brakes of the car, you know, just everything about it is not conducive to growing cannabis. But apparently the, somebody decided to put...
1: They put a lot of money in it. That millions right
2: millions and millions. So, I mean, it's changed hands a few times. So, you know, it's one of those... Yeah, it's definitely moved from a couple of different groups. And I don't know. I, I, it's one of those ones I always drive by and... That's that's why I noticed your place so much, because I'm always looking down <laughs> at, at the light. Hey, what are they growing? You know, I'm checking out how many lights, how many things are lit up, and it never seems like they light up more than two of them. So I feel like there's a lot of, I don't think they're really putting out as much as they can't be, because there's no way that you can grow without, you can't be doing lights in one area. I mean, maybe, I guess it could be doing light depth, but again, this is, for me, uh, not the greatest spot. Do you, so um, with your dispensary, let's talk about your dispensary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how how big so you have a i heard you had some good gardeners in there yes <laughs> I, heard right some, there. I heard there's some talent in there oh there he is right there on the other side of the room how, no but uh you guys are growing organically or you guys are growing mostly cocoa uh, with cocoa you want to jump on you want
1: to jump
2: on yeah jump on might as well get technical now right this is, my, this is what my, they want to hear this is what they want to hear um so you guys are growing cocoa
3: yeah we're growing cocoa uh we grow with H uh, and G full line mm-hmm. right now. Um, we've we've tried a few different things around the way, but we've had the best results with that. How many? Consistency.
2: How many people you got in the garden on, on average?
3: Um, let's see here. I think we got about five guys. Uh-huh. So for our, you know, split between our big grow and then here. So
2: okay, so you have an actual grow next to the just connected to the dispensary. Yeah, there's a
3: grow behind our dispensary, and nice. then we have a large, much larger. Grow now, was this a grow, grow
2: before? Before it was uh, this place. This or? is
1: IB zoning. We only allow ah. to have ah. a dispensary ah. if it's twenty percent of the whole square
2: footage. Okay. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah. That's
1: why zoning has to be there. Okay. Doesn't matter how close it is to highway.
2: Okay. No problem. <laughs> so. Um, and and you guys have been growing so you, you pretty much do most of the in-house or do you guys buy in a bit or it's kinda of mixed between Mo- the two? Most, most
3: of it either. is, yeah. We buy some trim and some other stuff outside, but that's uh, about it. Most of it's in house. And do you guys have a MIPS connected to it or No, we
2: do mm-hmm. not. No. So, so you guys do a
3: bubble hash at all or No, but we've been we've we've talked about it. We're kinda looking into something like that. It's so. funny
2: how it's funny how like uh because of the industry's sort of directions that it goes. You know, bubble hash is one of those weird things where it's it's like every time you do it, you realize, yeah. Then it's like you, it's like trimming. It's like you remember, oh, you know, now I remember why I don't do this anymore. It's yeah. fucking a fucking lot of work. You know what I mean? It's like it's actually there's a lot of work involved. But the fact that you can, I mean, before you didn't even have to have a MIPs to do it. You could just do it. Now they're kind of changing it again, and you know, making it so you have to do a very limited uh, license or whatever. But okay. still got to pay. They want their money, of course. But um, yeah, I feel like. Be, it's slowly becoming a lost art because of the workload involved. Like millennials don't like to make bubble. It's <laughs> part of the deal. Like it's an old, it's an old man thing. You know what I mean?
3: But uh,
2: what's what your, what's your best? Um, what's your most famous strain that you guys have been working with the longest? Let's say. Um, like, I'd say
3: that, I'd say it was probably going to be Blackwater. Um, is one of the ones we do the do the best with. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some that have gotten r- really high testing, like our Keplar and our Super Lemon. O- OG Hayes has done really well. We've gotten up into the 36s with that. Um, but we have several that are over 30, but still have a good pro terpene profile on them. Um, but yeah, probably Brackwire is probably one of our, I'd say our flagship or whatever to our garden. So
2: the most consistent and Mm -hmm. been
3: grinding through it. So uh, what's, your, what's your number of strains? Like how many are you doing at any given moment? I think we're doing about eight over there. So we try to keep we it more it like... We cut down. Yeah. We
1: had a lot more before.
3: Yeah, we used to have like uh, like 18 or 20 or something uh-huh. like that. And now we've just kind of more eliminated down to more like one per zone. So it's a little bit easier to sure. dial in those specific strains to what they need. And are, you guys, um, are you guys doing any CBD stuff or
2: no kind of buy that in if you can no we buy it
3: in yeah so we've we've partnered shipped up with a kind of another company and Mm -hmm. done a lot of work with them and they do a lot of cbd work
2: yeah well i think it's one of those things where it is hard to devote a lot of space to that considering people are devoting you know ridiculous amounts to it now and you know that's all they're doing and and in a way it's kind of yeah it's i mean like one or two good strains you know it's not a bad thing to do if you can. canatonic's a good one you know that's one of those strains that can be higher thc what the problem is that you know a lot of times you're going to get extremes where people are doing like hemp basically derived stuff and then that you can't compete with because we're talking about acres you know acres versus something but when it comes to those one-to-one sort of mixes those are the ones that in my opinion are actually the more uh, medically valuable just because they have the the best effect and and entourage yeah, and, you know, um, just strangely enough, like, it's it's homeostasis, right? It's balance. That's what the plant's trying to achieve. And left to their own accord, cannabis will achieve a one-to-one ratio just by interbreeding, right? So if I took, like, 10,000 seeds, threw them into a place, even if the ratios were all over the place after multiple generations, like if just left it and it managed, it managed to grow itself – four, five, six generations down the road, you come back and test it, and all of a sudden everything kind of balanced out, where it ended up, you know, those high THC ones and the low CBD, and then the other ones were the opposite, but after four to six generations, let's say, they're about the same, you know, they kind of equal out, and so then those ones magically seem to have the best effect, especially for certain conditions, you know, there's others that are extremes work, but usually when you have those really weird 600 to 1 CBD, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's re- literally ridiculous ratios. They only work for, like, one or two things. But then the middle ground seizures and, and you know, the, the the kind of the more, like, important ones, let's say, those seem to be... And, and, and like, dogs, and if you're going to give your dog CBD, you don't really want to give them pure CBD, even though people think it's, like, because their dog ate the weed one time and they saw him lose, you know, the power to be able to walk. But really... <laughs> For effectiveness, it actually works uh, even better, you know? But most people don't do it because, of course, if you're doing dog treats and stuff, they're gonna come from just pure CBD, which will work. But I got a friend who just put his dog down, it was a 13-year-old dog, and he didn't have CBD for two days. And it was like, that was it. The dog just went into full seizure mode. But up until that point, he had kept him, Bob. Oh, yeah, wow, he, had really? kept, he had kept the dog going. It's the million-dollar dog. So at the end of the day, he was about to go broke because he just kept bringing him to the vet and, and, bringing, and it was like 800 more bucks, you know 1,000 I mean? more bucks. They so just kept putting money towards the dog. And then, um, you know, but the thing that actually worked the best was the CBD, and that seemed to work, you know, but then he ran out, and now he's all feeling guilty, of course, but now I'm making him feel double guilty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, no, it's uh, so... Um, so with the so so you've been growing here since the beginning, pretty much. So
3: yeah, yeah you, since the beginning of DMA and I have worked for Rita since before, before that, that I, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, nice. So. so
2: so you're the you're the 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 soul of the the grow basically. So who do you have? So you, you said you're not in there as much now. No,
3: who's your main guy now? Uh, my my main guy now now is a guy named Mims, Mims? and uh, nice. Caden. Those would be my two guys right now that kind of run the show over there. Sweet. So, and uh,
2: you said you're doing HG mostly. Um, mm-hmm. Guys using any kind of amendments or
3: you had very. Minor. I mean, nothing. You don't have to tell me your secrets, of course. No, yeah. Uh, very.
2: very
1: <laughs> There's no stuff. secrets. Yeah. No secrets.
3: Yeah. yeah, we're pretty pretty standard. Right.
2: So. And uh, what do you guys do for uh, drying? What's your like? Do you have any kind of
3: we have a good controlled ha- room. Or? Yeah, we actually have two really nice con- temperature controlled rooms um, that we monitor the humidity in. Um, yeah. They'll sit in there for about a week, week and a half on mm-hmm. a stem, and mm-hmm. then we take them off of that, and then we'll actually uh, kind of do a slow cure on them before we can actually go through and machine and hand trim. So
2: so you do some machine trim, huh? So that's. Well,
3: Green Bros. Yeah. I mean, so. And
2: after the fact, so it's like already, you know, you're doing dry, you because know, yeah. you can't, I mean, that's the thing about Colorado, you cannot trim almost at all. And I mean, I literally leave as much as I can on it without it being ridiculous as long as I can, mm-hmm. just because I made the fatal mistake when I first moved here. Cause I come from Amsterdam it was super humid. Mm-hmm. And then I got here and I, my very first crop, I literally within three days, I was like, Whoa. Cause mm-hmm. I'd already went in and trimmed it up wet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was like fatal mistake. Never did that. Well, not that I said, never did that. I tried it a few times and then I realized like, this is the wrong way to do this entirely. So you guys do, um, So for the most part, though, you're, you're leaving it on
3: the stem up until that. It's it's about a week. Yeah. That it's left on the stem and then we buck them down and we'll kind of do more of a, like I say, like a slow cure on them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they're in there for about two, maybe three weeks, depending Mm -hmm. on how production's rolling. Sure. Uh, And then, then. Yeah, we'll run them through the green bros and do a nice hand trim on so them. You're so you're not we'll harvesting nice on
2: Thursday and it's on the shelf on Monday, dude. Come oh no, on, that's the way. <laughs> that's, that's how oh, you make no. money, man. <laughs> oh <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. Well, it's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you guys actually have a, a little more, uh, the, you know, the correct protocol, really. Which, <laughs> I mean, the problem that most people, I mean, it, a lot of times the cannabis is just cured out when you're finished with it you know what i mean that has been always my curse forever like i'd have it in jars and i'd be smoking it and I'd be like yeah it's pretty good it's pretty good get to that last couple of no- oh wow all of a sudden the, the the profile starts to you know be it's kind of show itself and then the last one you're just like oh my god this is the way it should have been all the way but I just don't have the patience to to get there you know so it's yeah. and i mean and then again there's other shops that overdo it i've seen shops that you know they're like making it to the point where it's like it's not even like, now the bacteria are starting to take over, and I can taste that more than the can- than the terps, you know what I mean? So I will not say any names, but <laughs> I've seen it done, you know. And it's funny how you can do all the right things up until a point, but if you don't cure it properly or time the part where it gets to the people at the right time, it can really just be, like, you know, disastrous. So. Yeah. Um, so you said you got five guys in the garden. Mm-hmm. How many, what's your staff like for the rest between the two shops? What do you, what do you.
1: About 25 people. Okay. Right? I think we have more 30. 30. 30. 30.
2: Yep. Nice. We're growing. Nice. Yep. So I can. Quick. And basically. you guys, are, and do you guys plan on expanding as far as shop wise, maybe another mm-hmm. shop or do, and do the same concept, try to do the same exact thing where you'd have the shop and the place next door like this and try we to. We are you,
1: under contract right now for a dispensary in Glendale uh-huh. So hopefully that will be. It's our town soon. right there.
2: We love, we love Glendale. Yes. <laughs> Mr Mr Donovan. It's a good town for that. I mean it's definitely um it's the Lichtenstein of of Denver is what he that's what that's what he calls it which is, you know, as we know, keep the taxes a little bit more, you know, in check and 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 try to bring in the higher quality brands and stuff. I mean that that yeah. place has really changed uh from what it was it was a podunk little trailer park spot back in the day and now it's like you know Mercedes dealers and and Jaguar dealers and and major hotel chains and all within a you know three square miles or something it's it's kind of a
1: close to Cherry Creek
2: and it's close to Cherry Creek, so so that's, that, Yeah, that can ruin ruin the guy who brings his wife down to the uh, dispensary to go hang out for a bit. And she says, "Let me just give me the card. I'll be back." You know, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden it went from a a fifty dollar trip to a five hundred dollar trip. Right? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's also I mean you know again restaurants quality you know, all those things, which yeah. is great to. Uh, you know, compared to where you are right now. I mean, and this, it's this is not this is not Cherry Creek where mm-hmm. we're in right now. <laughs> this yeah, is a completely enough. different vibe. But I actually do like the idea that you guys, um, you know, have sort of brightened up this little zone because this is kind of. I mean, literally, when I got here, I had to, you know, set my GPS. It was not like, oh yeah, swing by that place all the time. I did know as I came in and I saw the Atlas uh, Recycling, I realized that I had inspected and given an, a sort of. Uh, consulting job on another grow on the other side of that place and then the back side of their, like when you came out of their grow and went up on their roof, you were looking down on that particular spot, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. so it was kind of like I remember and I remember going to the guy like I would not put a grow right next to a guy with a giant metal trash, you know, it was just a little ridiculous because it was like out his back, right where his fans would be sucking in was them just destroying metal all day you know what I mean, and I was like, I don't know, that seems a little sketch but this whole neighborhood is is there's nothing but grows right <laughs> like yeah here, you know, it's, it's
1: but if you step just a couple blocks yeah you will see new development oh really yeah really yeah. nice condominiums it's well that's coming denver. up
2: that's denver in a nutshell that's perfect for you guys i mean you'll be have some locals instead of it just be because like i said i had to set my gps and i was driving down here like you know could never have just done it because it's not like a normal
1: give it a couple years yeah, yeah. well everywhere
2: it's crazy right i mean um
3: yeah, just in the time since we've been here. It's
2: Brighton really, Boulevard okay. is amazing. Like, I went yeah. the very, when I first moved to Colorado, my friend, too, had a grow that he was working on Brighton, and we would go down there. And it was also where the Russians were next door. You probably know exactly mm-hmm. what I'm talking about because it was the old movie theater that was turned into a printing pr- place, and it was split down the middle, and there was one grow on the left and one grow on the right. And we could hear the Russian guys next door as we were in our room. <laughs> it was like, oh, wow. There's like, okay, you know, it was like, and that was during the you know 2009. So it was during the whole everybody had stacks and names. It was selling names, and you know it was wild. It was definitely wild west back then. And, but now that whole street, I just drove down the other day, and it was like wow. I just I literally my mouth dropped because I was like there is so much going down here. Because I come from the other side, and I never actually drove down, and I live really close. But they have built so much. This town is if you leave for five years or something, and you're a local, you would not recognize this place. And Comes, you know, coming soon. So, you will be in the the new metropolis down here. We'll go from a junkyard to <laughs> to yeah. the highest expensive apartments, probably. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. So, you so the new spot you were saying, um you, you're thinking. Of, do you have a time frame for that? Is there like is it in
1: hopefully p- soon? And then we also applied as one of uh, thirteen applications for the city of Longman. We're waiting to hear from them. Mm-hmm. It's going to be four licenses That'd selected. Good for
2: too. you. You'll be more closer to you. you can you can.
3: Well I am only from Fort I originally am from Fort Collins. now I live down in Parker. But that is a little bit more of my neck. Of yeah, the you might have there. a few
2: locals here you can yeah. make and bring in to yeah. the to the ranks there or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, Longmont's a cool little you know it's close enough to Boulder and yeah. and you'll catch all those uh
1: and we secured such a fantastic location there in the lease in nice. Twin Peaks Mall, so it's probably the best in Longmont. So Sweet. Oh yeah, hopefully that, oh, I they know will exactly. What we're talking
2: about. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Yep. Um, and uh, and that's barely you know it's like because longmont's one of those weird towns too where you get on that one long street there and there's that's it in one way, but then that's like going to be that's literally uh, where everybody from Longmont ends up going <laughs> anyway, yep. you know. So that's that's huge. Um, and and then you like like we were, I was asking before though are you going to have the same thing?
1: Or? Only Denver allows uh, social consumption. Uh oh, so the yeah, other ones no.
2: I kind of thought it'd be the other way around because Denver has been so a- anal about letting anybody do anything fun, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, because everybody in the Springs I mean, and mean, that was where it seemed like down south is where everybody took the risk and had, you know had all these clubs, and I was always like, you know, surprised just because, and they only had medical, and then there
0: was always these you know. Yeah, I thought it was going to go down sooner and later. Didn't you know what I mean? Down there South. You know what I mean? But it's been going on.
2: Yeah. And it's no been... Problem. it's been, like, it's weird. But, I mean, then the sheriff is completely against it. You remember? I mean, there was mm-hmm. like... So you kind of find it strange that they would actually be able to operate this long. But I think they yeah. gave them... An, didn't they give them, like, a sort of moratorium? Like, you can do it until this amount of time, and then we're going to pull the plug. I'm not they, exactly
0: sure. I don't know. Yeah. Like, we
2: pay attention. We'll have to ask mm-hmm. Jetter. Jetter knows all those things. Right. If he's listening he can get on it if he's listening tell us what's up <laughs> but uh yeah I, I mean I, it, it's like I said earlier though it's strange that it's taken this long for people to get it you know what I mean and it's not even like you've never had any major issues here I would assume right I mean
1: we didn't like, have any really issues like, we had some people coming here and didn't feel well but we still did Maybe two incidents we had, mm-hmm. but we still don't know because of cannabis or just because of change of altitude. They came from DIA. And, and That's why you
3: put that up there. I mean,
2: the yeah. That's yeah. Why just <laughs> See you.
1: yeah, come
3: from yeah. sea level and been partying all night and oh, come here. It's and a hundred. Then it's, walk it's, in. it's a well.
2: I mean, Red Rocks. It happens to have people who go there all the time to, you know, they get like vertigo or something just because they're like all of a sudden, oh my god, I've never got so you know. And edibles, of course, is like you know, you're not really sure what people do. I mean. In Amsterdam, it was like pretty much if you like if you ran a dispens or a coffee shop there, once every week or two somebody would have a whitey and go down. But that's because ninety percent, ninety five percent of the time is because they drank alcohol because that's usually the thing they'll drink a bunch of alcohol and then they'll take a big hit off of a joint or a, or a bong or something and then yeah they'll get a they 'll spin out and get a white up if you do the other way around if you actually are smoking first and then you drink doesn't seem to ever affect you but if you do the reverse, it can really yeah it just seems to be like a trigger you know and and I've watched people who wouldn't normally do that do that you know what i mean it's kind of like when you when you drink in the sun, you know what i mean it's like it's mm-hmm. so much different than if you're like you drink a couple beers in the sun and get it like a little hot in the head and all of a sudden you're you know getting sleepy and <laughs> droopy and everything but if you drank the same amount in a regular bar or something, you wouldn't even notice it. So but do you see so you had two incidences that were kinda like nothing re- but no ambulances were called or anything crazy like call that.
1: In one, maybe we yeah, but that in was just one, more of a it. Maybe we were over cautious. Yeah.
2: yeah. And you I mean because with cannibal, what I've never seen them do anything beyond like give people a value or something, you know what I mean? Which is like, really? So you're going to give somebody a pharmaceutical, give them a value when they're, it's like, yep, that's what we do. That's pretty standard. That was like the standard thing in Holland. Uh, And, or just be like, you know, once they knew it was cannabis, they were okay. Well give them some sugar, extend them back on their way you know mm-hmm. um but yeah that's i mean that is the so what is your insurance like for that did you have to, did you have to get crazy like dram insurance like they do for bars here or did you have to do anything because because of the fact that people might consume and go home and then oh and they're trapped because that's a big that's why bars have to pay such high insurance because of the fact that if you serve them and they get an accident they're they going to turn around and sue you as the bar did you guys See, have we,
1: to get we not we're not serving them True. They bring in their own, true. so it's a little different here. Okay, that makes and sense. insurance is also kind of immature in that regard. Yeah. But people sign in waivers here when they're consuming.
2: This is true. Yes, I had to sign one when I came in. So that makes yeah. sense. So you protect yourself by that, and then you don't have to really worry about.
1: We still, that, want, want to make sure the people healthy coming here and feeling good and living yeah. without any issues.
2: Sure, yeah. that's important. But in general, I think that's what holds a lot of people. It's, it's it's the thing that when every time you have a great idea there's some guy who's like a total Debbie Downer who's like, well, what about insurance? And you're like, oh, I didn't really think about that when I was coming up with my amusement park idea. You know what I mean? Because you're, <laughs> you realize like, oh, you do know it's like, you need like a $20 million policy if you want to do that, plus, plus, plus. And it's like, oh, okay, well, there goes my, you know, jet ski, rocket propelled jet ski idea. You know, just something <laughs> stupid every time. And it's always comes down to the, the fact that you're, they, you know there's always a legal way to screw you over, but um so they don't so they don't really have any kind of hurdles in that, which is again that's why I'm, it's why I'm really wondering why you know why is this formula not just been replicated a hundred times over by all these we have hundreds of shops, you know what I mean and they're they're, they're out of
1: hundreds at least ten right right yeah, right,
2: you would think, and then, like you said, only two other people actually applied actually, I met a group. It was funny, I went to my uh, son's ju- jiu-jitsu class, and we met a couple there, and I think the time when you guys, because st- when did you start ex- officially, it was like...
1: We got the license in February, but we applied in December, and we rented the space in October.
2: Yeah, it makes sense, because uh, right around February, I think, they were over by South Broadway, I believe, and they had applied, but and they were making it sound like they were on, like, the path. And so when I heard the announcement that the first license was issued, I was like, oh, yeah, that must be them. And then I was going to call them up and have them on the show. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's not them. So um, strangely enough, it was just, like, the same deal where I was thought, you know, like, I thought it was bubbling at that point because Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, well, if you guys got it, and they say they're going to get it, but here we are, you know, four months later or three months later, and they haven't. Showing their heads, <laughs> so I don't know if they got it or and not. And
1: since December, uh, yeah. six months passed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. really only one more application, maybe two that may
2: And those one, yeah. and then those applications were still in sort of some sort of limbo mode, or
1: still a little bit, yeah. I'm and I'm and really hoping that the second application for the spa will come around because I think it's a cool idea. They so have like a, a nice th- mansion and they'll have a spa. I'm I'm going to support them.
2: Well, of course you want a spa, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and I think and I, and I think it's also, you know, it, it, like people get worried about competition and especially if you're the only one. Well, then that's you know it only helps you to have a comparison thing because a first of all you're you're the first, so you can always be able to, people are always going to want to check that out because that's just the way people's brains work, right? What's the first mm-hmm. one? Let's go check it out. And then at a certain point, you know, you'd hope that there'd be a couple alternative ideas, you know, like a spa would be great, yoga center, whatever, which is kind of what the original concept was. But then the minute that they killed the alcohol license, that killed the idea of restaurants, that killed, you know, there was yep. there was a moment in time where I thought, oh my God, this is going to be beautiful, right? It's mm-hmm. going to be... Like any place you can smoke cigarettes, you're going to be able to smoke cannabis and they're going to let it go into bars and they're going to let, which they should because then everything would be normal and we would just be on to like adults again. Like, you know, hey, look, I can do this and I can do that, which is even in Holland, they've separated everything when it came to alcohol to the point where, you know, you had to make a choice. You either serve alcohol, which is very consistent, you know, people come every day or you buy cannabis or you do cannabis, which has a possible higher you know, you can maybe make more money, but a lot more hurdles and then there was a lot more, you know, so a lot of people just, so many shops just said, you know, well, no, we're just going to stick to alcohol and it was like... I've it heard was
1: alcohol more profitable here too. Everywhere. Well, because
2: you're in because pro- of the taxes. I mean, the, the <laughs> thing is like cannabis brought in more tax money, right? But you know, if you think about how much alcohol is being sold, you're like, that doesn't even make sense because every stadium that's selling alcohol, you compare that, like, I mean, really compared to like stadium compared to how many shops you know what i mean and how much they can turn over in a day but it's the taxes are accumulated so much higher so faster that's why they you know brought in more tax money but it was the volume was nowhere near you know the volume by can alcohol so much so as a guy owning a store you know you're going to make more money because you're giving less than tax you know what i mean so in the end like yeah you know a dispensary gives a hundred thousand in tax. a a bar sells 10 times the amount and gives, you know, 25,000, you know? So it's like, it just shows you how stacked against us it is. And it's quick. It's easy for us to quickly bring in more tax money, but we have, we're not allowed to sell it in hotels. We're not allowed to sell it in here. We're not allowed to do it. You know, we're not allowed to do it anywhere. And so you can imagine if it was taxed the same where we would be at, you know what I mean? It would be a, we would, hopefully we'd be in their tax bracket (laughs) It wouldn't be in our tax bracket (laughs) but but in general I mean that's the the lopsided part about it is that we're contributing more than anybody as an industry and then yet we're getting you know we can't we can't take well you can you know we can't take tax we can't like take any of our uh, uh, you know expenses out which that's what kills most people right out of the gate where they're like okay so wait I can't take any of this out and it's like nope um, and that's what's limited. A lot of the people or, you know, the yeah. stack, again, there's the cards are definitely stacked against making money. Like if you make money, it's almost like a trick. You have to trick them in a sense, but <laughs> just by v- sheer sure volume or, uh, being able to bring your price point to a reasonable level. And that, that's the, the beauty of vertical integration is that you can actually grow it in one room and sell it out the other. That's the only way to make money in my opinion. You know, like if you, Try to survive on other people's stuff. It's not gonna happen. Did uh, so? What's What's um, you say? Do you have you have one partner or two partners or your one one, and like partner partner or like husband partner or no no No, just just partner partner. (laughs) partner, partner. I do have husband too. (laughs) Okay, because that's to me that's like the most important thing. Like, is any business is your partnership, and I've seen um, so many bad ones. You know, and I'm sure you have too.
1: Seventy five percent. (laughs) No, <laughs>
2: yes, for yeah. sure, and the other twenty-five probably are just lying to themselves, and so they you know they might be working for them in one way, but it's probably because they have opposite schedules and they don't you know deal with each other enough. But I've been through a, million, a bunch of them myself, and you know it's one of those. If you find a good combination of people, though, it's amazing. Like if they really complement each other, one's yeah. a really good savvy business, and one savvy maybe at you know media or whatever. Um, can make such a big difference. But have you guys been, uh, so you guys have been partners since a couple of years? For the last five years. Five years. Okay. And, mm-hmm. and, and We both
1: came from a real estate background, well, so nice. we met at the foreclosure sale.
2: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, whose idea was the cannabis side?
1: Well, I uh, was proposed by clients of mine to uh, kind of go in the business together, mm-hmm. and we will build, build the grow on the dispensary, and just that partnership didn't make it. Got gotcha. you. That's where we become part of statistic.
2: Yeah, so good. So you've seen both sides. It didn't all work out like roses in the beginning because um, I think also it's like when people, I mean, there's some guys out there that just happen to, you know, they just happen to work together great and they never have to deal with that other side of it all. Um, then there's, you know, people who got one after, like, serial, <laughs> you know, serial partner situation and, and it never works out. Um, but, again, like team wise you know, t- either it's like the partnership is important and then the team is important, and you, know, and, you know, and like the fact that you've been working for her before, also before she was even doing this, like you said, or no?
3: Uh, I was part of the other. The, the real estate the, Well, no. no, 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 the other Our company that didn't. Oh,
2: you make it. Ah, you're, you were yeah. La- yeah, you were the yeah. guy
3: that jumped ship from that one and got
2: saved. And-
1: no, 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 we worked well, together, but yeah. the company didn't make it. He made it.
2: Gotcha. That's great. <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, and again, so then you got the loyalty factor, which is important, you know, mm-hmm. and then and obviously understanding the industry, because, uh, you know, a lot of people think it's really easy. Um, and as you know, it's a struggle. You know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I warn people more than I tell them, it's, you know, especially as a consultant, I'll go in and tell people like, you know, like, look at their projections, and be like, you know, you should half all that because you're really <laughs> setting yourself up for for disaster at this point, because the hardest part is, you know, nobody would have anticipated that cannabis would be valued at where it's at right now. Like, you know, it's twelve hundred bucks if you're lucky. You know, a yeah. thousand bucks, and and it starts to get to the point where you're like, oof, you know. And and the other kind, other states that are getting involved, they are all just a lot of them don't get it. And you know, I think it's not going to happen. And I was like, it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if it happens here, you know, it's definitely happening in California. It's already happened in the black market you know what i mean it's gotten to that point and so now the it's funny because the legal market there is actually kind of still overvalued in a sense because there's a lot of competition but it's everything's you know we as we see this if you're coming into it now and thinking you're gonna make money you're not you know what i mean you had to have already did all this work that you've done because otherwise you know like like i said i warned people like uh you're too late to the party right now. You know? I
1: mean, and it's more like a regular business. I, there's more margins came down to, yeah. you just have to be really proactive and account and make yeah, smart yeah. decisions.
2: Yeah. It, and, and it's harder to, um, yeah, there's not, this like input one and take out three. That doesn't happen anymore. You know, it's like input one and take out 1.1. So you're like, okay, that's a lot different than, you know, and it's, as far as planning goes and what you can put into it. Um, do you guys... So, so I heard that you guys also had a bunch of other podcasts out here. I'm not the first podcast coming out of here. So what's... uh? Can You're different.
1: Yeah. We had the ones from Colorado Public Radio yesterday.
2: Oh, really? Yesterday. It's like uh, fresh. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. And, uh, we... Hopefully, I haven't heard from them, but I think they planned for Tuesday on some national radio. Great. Just
2: and that was about the shop itself, I'm assuming, right? So yeah. Yesterday
1: was about the, the coffee joint. Mm-hmm. And on Tuesday, would be about dispensary. Sweet. That's We,
3: awesome. we have had a guy uh, come through, though, that did have... That we have had a couple podcasts come through. Uh, yeah, no, because
2: like I said, it's yeah, a, yeah, I yeah. we will be yeah, coming back guest because we know it's, uh, it's comfortable. And it's, it's also... I, I like the idea of inviting guests to... Show them kind of because that is like I said. It's been always the the big question from anybody that I bring in from you know, that's not local, you know. And then it's like they're comfortable at my spot, but then there's nowhere else to send them to. So mm-hmm. it'd be awesome for that. Um, you guys also are doing uh, yoga things here in the back, I think. We're
1: doing or? yoga. We're doing educational uh, seminars.
2: I was told to do to do a big shout out for the Looper guys. Looper Hal
1: uh-huh. is going
2: to be uh, sponsoring. I think the I think it was the Saturday. You have, when do you do the yoga on Fridays?
1: Oh gosh, we need to ask Meredith. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh,
2: we'll take a photo of the um, of the calendar up front and post it up li- online on our thing. So if you're here locally, you can see what's what's for the last week at least of what's going on. So do you have uh, do you have consistent? things that are already kind of scheduled in through the summer, let's say, or is there...
1: Not really. We're still working on our calendar. we not as cool as we would like to be, but we're getting there. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you are part of oh. us being cool and cooler. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, we this place has two agendas. One of them is profitable mm-hmm. to support dispensary next door mm-hmm. because we don't think that we're going to really make profit in here. Hopefully we'll break even. Yeah. And another one is non-profit idea. We really want to contribute to the industry. Sure. And that's why we wanted to invite you mm-hmm. and we want you to feel home.
2: Yeah, well, we do. And, and I think it's, you know, um, it's funny because a lot of the things that we would do at our events at like Hood Lab and all the spots that we've done, you know, it was the from the fact that you could just smoke and it was like such a simple thing but it made so many of those events just super easy to deal with because you know once once you're over that little hump right there which is sometimes the you know like it's like when you have a party and everybody has to go like if you don't have food at the party for instance and then everybody's like I'm hungry they all leave you know what I mean but the fact that you can get people to kind of hang out and then all of a sudden, maybe appreciate whatever event you're doing and whatever you're trying to expose. Um, we used to do a good event back in the day called Hands On Hemp. We should maybe think about bringing it back. But it was the idea was to invite all the hemp guys because that's also the was a passion of mine. But it's also it's Colorado's big contribution to this industry is going to be, in my opinion, is much more than cannabis is going to be the whole hemp side because that's you know we <clears> got <throat> we got a couple years experience on everybody, which okay. you know kind of gives us the edge. But we also have a lot of land. We have a lot of, you know, potential growth in that. <clears throat> in that interesting. Could you get me some water? Yeah, thanks. Um, and uh, so we used to do these events where we'd have like guys come and mm-hmm. demonstrate how to make hempcrete, mm-hmm. you know, and and uh, make. <clears throat> I need this water. <laughs> building materials and stuff like that. And uh, so, you guys ever do any educational nights here?
1: Yeah, we had uh, uh, vendor uh, responsible vendor training for oh. other dispensaries and then and for us as well. Mm-hmm. And then we had the interpreting class.
3: Oh yeah, with uh, with, um, Max. With, with Max, Max yes. with Max, mm-hmm. with Tricom Institute. And then we have <coughs> we have vendor events all the time too. Yeah, you know, from next. We time.
1: we're trying to do tasting events, mm-hmm. and so far I don't think people grasp the concept quite yet, because what we want them to do, we want the vendors to come. Mm-hmm. Explain about their companies. Give coupons next door. People would go and mm. buy product in smaller quantities. Come back here and taste together. Sure. But I don't think it's in people's minds yet. It's like a culture that has to be built.
2: Well, yeah, that's a good... I mean, actually, and I can, I'll just throw you guys uh, one of the ideas that I wanted to do at my last place. Um, not to say it was going to be legal or anything, but it would be legal in your parameter because it makes more sense. Is same idea... And I was thinking, like, if you have – so, for instance, you have an extract company that wants to – and this is a great way just to get good extract companies into your place, obviously. But Mm -hmm. um, say you got an extract company and they have a big drop coming. Um, They do exactly that. They create, like, a taster box with all the different flavors in it, purchase it next door, like you were saying, have them come back here go through it all and it would give you guys <clears throat> a it would give you guys a good indicator where you'd be like okay well seems like everybody likes this three out of those and then you know exactly what to focus on with that shop and take just the cream of the you know take the top ones from yeah. whatever they do and and it would be a great way for um, them to get their fans on you know to come meet them and try can you know try their products with them and then from, then you got new customers because they've all, you know, you've corralled them in here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was just looking at it from straight up like, well, I'll use my space, do this. And, you know, it'd be more, more for the service of knowing that when people have a, a big drop and it's all because the problem is everybody's fa- is Instagram and Facebook oriented. And you can't smoke it or taste it. You know, you can see it. And yeah. it's, you can make it all look sexy, but doesn't mean it's actually good. Right. So by giving that kind of a, a
3: option would be huge. And, uh,
1: you should have a show with us a radio show we can do people that people can do
3: we can do that. that we can do that that is one of the neat things about over here is you'll get so many different groups of people sitting mm-hmm. down with each other and everybody's got their own whatever they're working on or you know whatever they got from next door and they'll kind of yeah you know make sure sh- they share and well that's you know, that's you know neat that's, so,
2: you know, that's the um the that was the Amsterdam sort of sort of uh, formula because the thing I liked about coffee shops there was that I could go in When I first moved there, I didn't know anybody, you know, and just kind of roll in and, you know, have the weirdest combination of people, but there's that common thread of, there's that cannabis common thread, which goes Mm -hmm. through. So you're like, um, you know, it was, I remember one time I was sitting there and I had a bunch of guys from England who were working on oil rigs, you know? So they were just monsters, right? Just giant guys. And it was at the Homegrown Fantasy and... It was my favorite shop because they only grew their own cannabis. There wasn't any import stuff. It was like, you know, because a lot of the coffee shops, when I first moved there, they had like Thai, African, all this kind of import, which is basically a bunch of dirt weed. So I was like, nah, not really interested. But this one shop, Homegrown Fantasy, had really good cannabis, and they did some homemade hash and stuff. But I was sitting there with the guys, and they basically they all all ordered tea because they're English, right? And they're all so big that the teacup looked like this, you know what I mean? It was just this tiny little cup. They were big monster guys. I rolled a joint, and, you know, I don't roll with tobacco. They all roll with tobacco normally. So they're watching me roll a joint like, whoa, this guy's crazy, right? And I'm just like, well, just rolling a joint over here, you know? So I, so I kind of joined in on their conversation passed the joint around and it basically went around. There was like, I think there was like four of them or so and every one of them was just coughing, like coughing their brains out. Like, you know, went from the first guy and the second guy, they're turning red. Third guy takes a hit and he just goes down like a ton of bricks. You know, he literally like, collapsed and sort of same thing we were talking about earlier, you know, give him some sugar water, help him out. But it was like one of those weird moments where if I was hanging out with those same guys at a bar, they would have been drinking like maniacs. You know what I mean. That vibe would have been so much different. We had this like really nice conversation, and then when the one guy went down, everybody was helping him out. You know what I mean? And every and I help you know the, the owners and everybody came over. Big guy, right? We help <coughs> help him out, and then you know you think about it, and you're like, okay, so if we're in a bar and somebody passes out, they probably end up just like. Pissing on him or something, you know what I mean? The idea, the mentality is so much different. And these guys were so kind of big and aggressive, vibe. But they were all just drinking tea with a with a pinky out and being all <laughs> sweet and being really sweet and innocent. It was really really funny. It was one of those weird moments where I was just like, and 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 just like it was like such a different. I remembered like being nervous that I oh now I just knocked the guy down. Like are they going to be pissed? You know what I mean? And they were more they were obviously concerned for him. But then they finally realized like oh. You got some good weed there, you know. And I was just like, well, and I, it was it was uh, from the shop, so uh, it was good advertising for them. They're like, whatever that guy's smoking right over <laughs> there, I'll take that. You know, but uh, no, it was just I, I always love the idea of different groups, and you know, you end up with just you know, older people, younger people, and there's never that real weird, you know, even though you're just like maybe and never would have talked in a million years, but because you're in that spot, and you know, you get some great conversations.
1: We actually were worried, I was worried when I opened this, Mm -hmm. that a lot of strange and scary people will come and camp and I wouldn't know what to do. Right. And so far I haven't seen strange people coming and camping, and in fact I've seen nice groups, and Mm -hmm. we were sitting with them and chatting at the table, and they said, you know, we're engineers here, and I said, who do you think we are here?
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right.
1: Just had nice conversations and a lot of tourists.
2: Sure. Sure. And I mean, you know, that's the thing is like, um, again, they're probably, you know, a little, it's the same as every, every, every time. It doesn't matter if I go to another place. If there's a place that I have to, I'm not 100% sure what's going on. It's, it's always strange. you know what I mean, you go in and, and you just have to have, as long as the staff is really on point and everybody's, you know, gives a good vibe as you roll in. it It's, you know, then they'll go out and explain. I, it's the same. You know, it's perfect because it's guerrilla marketing. You know, you want people to go out and talk about it. You don't need to Do you guys do any advertising like in Westward or anything like that? Not yet?
1: for the coffee joint, but we no. have tons of advertisements for so just, just Channel for f- 4, Channel 9. Channel oh, yeah, you, well,
2: 40. yeah, you guys are milking the free the Free advertising. Free For sure. That's the way to do it, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, because when, uh, yeah, well, like I was saying before, when you're the first, you get that as a bonus. That's like your bonus Correct. points. Yeah. You know, you did the extra hard work. Um, so we had the very first hemp store in europe right and so when we opened up in 93 um, there was no hemp stores in europe we put that on our sign uh, you know europe's first and finest hemp store maybe i think we opened in july and i think in september a german company called Hanfhaus, which was like the big money ones like they had money behind them they opened up like five of them right away. One in Berlin, you know, like just boom, 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 five cities, five shops, um, everything neutral, everything very like yoga pants and kind of flowy. And they were taking it very seriously. Like they were like, you know, no dies, no this, no that, you know, and we were a little bit more Americans. I was making like wallets and, and baseball jerseys with different, you know, we, we were just trying to hype it up a little bit different and not get into the pigeonholed into that. But then they said that they were the first, you know, classic. They said, they're the first. And we had to go into a little reality battle. <laughs> like, right. hey, guys, we opened up on this day. And then and then um, another guy opened up a hemp store in town and tried to claim it. Again. You know, it was like one of those, like, wait a minute, guys, you know, hold on. There can only be one, one first, you know. But... It definitely, over the years, it was like one of those things where, you know, we had MTV and we had Bloomberg and we had all the major people come through. And because there's only, you know, we were the first and people came through and we always got that free advertising. So we, as a company, never paid for anything. We were the worst. Like, people wanted us to pay for advertising. You're like, why would you want to do a story about us? Is that what you want? You know, so <laughs> I feel like you can get away with it for the for, for definitely for yeah, was a, good, spoiled here. a yeah. good amount of time. Um, having said that though, people are sheep and they definitely follow advertisements. So if you, at a certain point, uh, you know got a billboard like especially right here if you get a billboard off of i-25 just because of the amount of traffic it's so and you and your location being able to be seen from it i mean it's almost that 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 could be at some point worth it um
1: and we probably will we just want to really fill that up fill up our calendar we wanted (laughs) to make sure that we have good events going on all the time and it's just place to go and then we'll
2: yeah then you know that it's like you don't have to think about oh man a busload of people just rolled in and now but it's a i mean it's a great it's a great uh, concept and I'm, I'm super uh impressed with at least the way you guys put it together which is awesome too because that's the other problem with cannabis related businesses is that sometimes you know like okay it's cool that it's you know comfy but it also has to be you, you, you almost you have to class it up a little bit you know what I mean and then of course you don't want to try too hard because that's been the downfall of a lot of places is where it's it's too slick and then you don't get the right you, you also don't feel comfortable you know mm-hmm. what I mean so mm-hmm. it's, it's a fine line it's and that's what I've always tell people about cannabis is that people don't trust those super expensive nice places it's nice to be there but it doesn't really it's hard to relax because you're kind of in this weird uh, like how are they paying for all this stuff <laughs> you know what I mean so <laughs> Um so how long have you lived in America before you started all this stuff and when we were doing real estate well, when did you when did you move 28 it? years ago 28 nice and so that's like
1: 1990
2: 90 exactly because oh. I moved to, I moved to Europe in 89 so it's the same about the same yeah. time period um and did you come here uh, with intentions of like so you, you when you came here you were like taking your Business that you were already doing there, and kind of transferring it here, or you got into real estate just out of the no, I'm curiosity. No, aggr- I
1: graduated as a civil g- engineer.
2: Uh huh. Well, that's good. So that'll help in understanding the <laughs>
1: how
2: how it how it actually works uh, from the bigger picture. Um, and then the real estate part was uh. So were you were you there when it with the bubble burst and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Or were you a part of all that? Yep. Part <laughs> of all that.
1: Yeah. And we were involved in all those foreclosure, fall mm-hmm. and boom, mm-hmm. and
2: you know. I mean, Denver's definitely seen its uh, share, and I think cannabis has completely changed the landscape. So, yes. were you doing? So, were you doing uh, when you guys met and decided to do this? Were you doing um, industrial stuff, or were you doing more? Just uh,
1: residential flips resident. at that point. Uh-huh. Yeah,
2: and uh, because that's I, th- I mean that's definitely. It's it's interesting to watch the boom and bust of the industry here in Colorado cuz the winners are definitely the real estate guys at a certain point they crushed it you know what I mean there was a moment but now you know those days are kind of over too there's less availability and now it's the now it's the everybody buying each other out now that that's we're kind of at that phase now where it's like people getting bigger buddy boy style where i don't know where they got 20 shops or you know what I mean those are the mm-hmm. those are the that's that's the, the direction i feel it's in right now do you do, still do real estate on the side, or oh yeah, oh, not yeah. on the side, Oh, that's time. your, your full time thing. Okay, full time thing. See, now that's another thing about cannabis uh, in Denver is the the living situation here, and the real estate must be you know it's, it's very cutthroat, I'm sure, because of the amount of people coming. And so, do you do you concentrate on cannabis people? Is it as a niche, or do you kind of you you don't you don't
1: no. I've doing residential real estate for 28 years, uh, for 26 years, but i mean, sorry, like I mean
2: like residential, because that's the number. Like first question I have when people want to move here is they want to move mm-hmm. here, they want to grow, you know what I mean? And that's like, and it's, as it gets more mature, people are writing into their contracts like, you know, there's absolutely no growing here because
1: mm-hmm.
2: they don't want to lose, they don't want mold, and they don't want this, and, you know, there's a lot of.
1: I actually f- saw one notice about seizing the pro- property. Yes. So I really would encourage anybody to try it.
2: If they're growing more than they're allowed. Yeah, exactly. To, to
1: they cross the line and just cities really trying to get it.
2: Well, they—they they actually, one of the things that's kind of crazy is if you have a grow and you have, you know, the wrong people there, they can pretty much um, condemn the building based on almost nothing, you know, based on, okay. like, you cut a couple things out, and you, adjust. I mean, because I've seen some grow houses that were, you know, nightmares, like, you'd be oh, like, yeah. like <laughs> even in Amsterdam, I had a friend, a friend of mine, Victor, who rented this beautiful house, I mean, gorgeous, it was like a canal house, super nice, and he tore out the ceiling in the bedroom, because of the way that, because we didn't have enough height, you know, what I mean, and literally went in, like, and like, it was like, yeah, it was like a big mistake you know yeah. it's one of those things where it was like the owner when the owner saw that he flipped his which he should have because it was one of those deals where my because my, my guy's a contractor from america and he rolled in there and was like ah, raise the ceiling cut it out and and i but i've seen other people you know i've seen places where yeah you you say like you know that then you understand yeah of course that's you know not what you're supposed to do especially in a rental situation um but i feel like if you had um Houses that had certified rooms that were actually done by proper electricians and built to last and not going to go, you know, not going to create black mold because you're up to code. I think it would be the probably the biggest thing. Yeah, that but in all how these. many
1: did you really see that done up to code yeah. and people follow the rules? Oh,
2: not many. Well, now not th- but now, but what, what I'm thinking now is, well, because of the fact that we're all been kind of swatted down to our Twelve plants or whatever—it's yeah. kind of like conceivable that you could do it because the problem that most people had is like nothing was big enough, you know. So mm-hmm. you start in one room and then you decide, ah, I'm going to do another room, and then doing the garage, and then I'm doing whatever, and then by the end you've done you're you're living in this you're living <laughs> in your you're living in your like a walk-in closet, and the rest <laughs> is all grow, you know. what I mean, I've seen that many times, um, but no, I, I'm saying t- I'm saying more like yeah, you know, professionally done, classy because i feel like that market is pretty big and people be willing to pay a little more knowing that they have to don't have to deal with all that you know cause
1: i think prices went down so much that it's really not profitable anymore i have this is true too
2: this is true mm-hmm. <laughs> you you do not speak a lie there this is true but i think now it just comes down to like lifestyle thing you know if you want to if you want to have good weed, you pretty much gotta grow it yourself because even like, it's just hard to go to a shop and buy every day that's that's to me you know would never happen i could never i couldn't I couldn't afford it um but and I think a lot of people that move to Colorado it's like you know especially East Coast or something they're just like you know that's their that's their dream right there so just a suggestion sure. as <laughs> <laughs> a well my, i say
1: I still have my group of Russian immigrants who are usually selling houses still so they're not into the Marijuana,
2: but no. they're into houses. So I, uh, <laughs> yeah, my, my partner from Amsterdam, he, uh, he was a real estate major in college and then graduated in '86. So it was the worst, absolute worst time in the world to graduate. Uh, or no, a little bit late, sorry, no, '90, I think he graduated totally. Or, and then he basically got out and it was just like a complete pancake, you know, and everything just flattened out, had nothing, moved to Europe. After all that, and uh, you know, it was one of—he basically went from, you know, having no career in that at all. Like there was no reason to be that, and then ended up in Amsterdam, and somehow got convinced by me to stay there. And then he ended up staying, and I ended up moving back. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so you said your schedule is about? Uh, I looked on the cal- calendar; it's about half full right now, a little more, maybe even. No, no, not really, quarters?
1: because if we oh have yeah. one event in calendar, we still have thirteen hours left.
2: Oh, that's true. Well, you we want to so full oh, you fourteen hours? Wow, you guys are really got ambitious. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously <laughs> ambitious on that one. No, but uh, uh, you know, I think it's good. it's literally just getting the the ball rolling. You guys are literally only just getting the ball rolling. It seems like yes. Um, well, and so, you're on, you're on your fourth month now? Uh, third
1: no. Month? Third, 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 month? third, third month? month? We're doing good. We've, I'm really happy with the way things happening. Just need a little more time, mm-hmm. and people will figure out where we're at and figure out what to do with us. They usually come in and say, What? Yeah. Really?
2: <laughs> right, right. No, and uh, you're open till 9.45, so, I saw. Right? That's yeah. the official. Do you guys do any... Um, have you guys done any kind of... Uh, later party kind of vibe things or does that is zoning here that you're only allowed to go to that time? Or oh, we're
1: allowed to go to, to whenever uh, you fast think. midnight till two, I think.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. So, so there's some options there for some other, uh, other events. If, if, if somebody Possibly. came to you with some great idea, like yeah. I can already start to
1: <laughs> calculate my ideas. Come to us with great ideas. We love great <laughs> ideas.
2: Um, and, uh, well, let's see what else what else can we what else can we discuss about this place because I don't want to got any questions on the on our on our chat has there been any chitter chatter on there? They don't know what they're listening to
0: no no, no we're still they can they invest oh, there you go there's a question <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a, it's a, yeah that's a applicable question do you guys have any investors or do you guys are self just pretty much it's all coming from there obviously so
1: well, it's self funding everything
2: self funding yeah well i mean you got to you know, it's it's uh it's at this point in time it's nice to have uh full control i'm sure of the of the adventure there and uh so if if uh people wanted to is there you guys have an online presence here like besides mm-hmm. uh i mean who and you guys who's who's taking care of all your social media you got to
1: Meredith, David,
2: yeah, yeah you got all employees. employees. Yeah, nice. And because uh, that it's important to me with social media that it's organic and real. You know what I mean? Because the wor- what I really hate is when I see like, oh, we just started yesterday, we got forty-five thousand followers, and you're like, start looking at them, and they're all in Singapore or something. And you're like, yeah, really, <laughs> these people. Um, but it's nice when you have an organic, uh,
1: yeah, sort, you know,
2: thing, and it's all yeah. internal. Um,
1: yeah, we have pretty good presence on the, on the internet, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna continue with that too. Yeah, we yeah, for sure,
2: yeah, for sure. And do you guys, um, so you guys do any kind of your own products on this side, or is it...
1: No, we have an idea. We wanted to do one of the edible lines that we wanted to uh, sell here in three different ways. We mm-hmm. want to sell it non-infused, infused with CBD, mm-hmm. and infused with next cannabis next door. That's a good mm-hmm. idea.
2: That's a good idea, because, yeah, because, I mean, um, you know, you have the option here to really test the waters with a lot of things having people come through um you know that's what i tell people a lot of times too is like you know there's again so many different elements uh, from consumption side you know when it comes to pipes or containers and pipes and grinders and all that kind of stuff but but it is uh it's nice when you have your own product in-house that you can kind of uh adjust as it goes along you know Oh. And then we
1: have some ideas, like, for example, we want to become a part of something bigger than we are. We want to be, like, um, on the front line of fighting addictions with cannabis. Mm-hmm.
2: Like a rehab kind of, yeah. I mean, we
1: had a psychiatrist coming, uh, came here on the 21st from a stepping stone, mm-hmm. uh, and we were talking about uh, treating.
2: Yeah, it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great idea. It's one of those, it's so obvious when you're in it like when you're like yeah it's just replacing one with the other replacing a safe alternative with a destructive one and then at a certain point you know because a lot of times those people are uh addicted to the to the process also you know and, and like and so you give them some dabs and you get them on something else that they kind of focus on that and all of a sudden, it's like you know, some, they're they're eating again, and they're you know, that's again, those are the things that are like missing in their in their life. They don't have a, you know, they're not eating good, so nutri- it all and a lot of there. people
1: consuming cannabis because they're trying to treat themselves for some psychological sure. issues that they otherwise would have find in more addictive drugs than cannabis or alcohol.
2: Yeah
0: those damn people self-medicating themselves. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, Sessions definitely has it uh, backwards there with, uh, you know, opiates being the problem here. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: Well, he needs a little time, I think.
0: Sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, th- like I, th- I think... Time on the bench, man. Get rid of that. <laughs> right, and also with places like this succeeding, you know what I mean? I think that's going right. to be a, a big... Uh, uh, a, a good thing for that, you know. And I think a lot of right people direction.
1: come in here and they're consuming and they've wanted to consume here because they're saying, look, I'm right here. I'm mm. consuming <coughs> legally. I yeah. have a license yeah. for that. There right. look at me.
2: Sure. You know, and the other thing, too, is uh, what, I, what I've always said about social gatherings is that, you know, cannabis is a medicine, right? We kind of agree on that in a sense. I mean, we can't say it, it because... Can't say it has medical value, right? Technically, they can, we can't. But, yeah. but in general, <clears throat> the bigger part of it is that it has been well documented. Whether it be even out, like even alcoholics, right? Who are major, raging alcoholics. If you're an alcoholic at home, sitting by yourself, you're not. You're, you're going to go down a lot faster. If you're an alcoholic and you go to the bar every single day, and you got your little crew. And you walk into the bar and they say, yo, what's up? Like you're on Cheers or something. Those guys actually, that's why they, 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 that's what keeps them going. You know, that literally, that social part of it all. So with cannabis, it's even better because A, you're not as destructive, you know. Um, and so you're not, so it's not like you're sitting there crushing your liver with shots all night, but the social part, which is actually the part that, is just as effective between alcohol and cannabis even better i would assume with with cannabis just because the conversations are a little bit better might be you know (laughs) what i mean the combination of you know you can understand each other much better it's not you know that raging alcoholic conversation which is usually not the most you know productive or whatever but in general that that but you know even through all that crap that they're talking just that social connection is what is the healing part you know so Mm -hmm. You know to me it's so like kind of ob- it's pretty obvious i mean maybe it's you know maybe it's my opinion maybe it's not true but i feel like if you just put people in like like same as if you give them a cat you know what i mean like a person who's just alone in a home you know senior citizen home give them a cat you know what i mean all of a sudden that social connection whoo you know give them some cannabis and a cat even be better right They'd be <laughs> like well, this cat is great man <laughs> but in but uh that's and that's what you guys are going to experience on a never end, you know, you're going to experience every day because especially with tourists and especially with, um, but even more so with when you, when locals start to find you more, which they will. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that just, you know, for me, the biggest thing is if you go home and if you go buy your cannabis and then you go home and you sit on the same exact spot, you know, on your couch, like it's a dent in your couch because everybody has a dent in their couch where they sit cuz that's their spot you know what i mean but if that's what you that's where you do it every single day smoke with the same piece do the same thing i don't feel like that's very productive and or very healthy like long term but then you know take that same person put them down here meet a bunch of people you know all of a sudden it's sparking different things in their mind and and that's what keeps people you know, from going into, slipping into that sort of Alzheimer rhythm or whatever, you know, which is based on just, you know, lack of socialness, you know, and I think so. So I think you guys are doing a great service by doing that. And then, yeah, the rehab idea or the opioids and stuff, I mean, that's maybe, in a, you know, they could easily have places like this with less focus on, stuff and more focus on food and health, you know what I mean? Just have like a nutrition person there, you know, a nutritionist who's there who's going to teach them and then have some, you know, fruit and vegetable and things that they don't normally get on the street because they're all eating crap. And then, you know, turn a cannabis friendly, Sort of uh, halfway house is like a huge thing. You know, I mean, that would be an easy thing to, to sponsor. You know, what I mean? for
1: us, we're just trying. I mean, not to that get I want you guys idea. to get a bunch of homeless people in no. here and be like, "Yeah, this place is raging."
2: But, but it would be cool as a service. Completely different place. That's why. That's why I say focus away from the, from the actual front room here. As much of a, you know, it's because they're not going to be buying stuff off you anyway. They're coming in, you know either with mental issues or whatever but those things I think cannabis is such an easy sort of way to deal with all those people and and it's cheap and it'd be easy to like get dispensaries to donate X amount you know what I mean and put them into so to me it's like kind of a no brainer but it doesn't really exist yet as a as an option
1: yeah you cannot actually only psychological issues that can be treated legally in Colorado at PSD that Mm added lately Mm -hmm.
2: which is it took forever it It took forever forever. yeah. yeah But
1: you cannot treat anxiety and depression. You can do it in California, but you cannot do it in Colorado.
2: Yeah, and I would say, like, you know, it wouldn't be, to keep it kosher and legal, I would say... Know, it'd have to be something similar to this where it's a place. You just wouldn't charge them. You would just have to give them a membership card of some sort or whatever, and they have to, like, file with you or something because you, you, it would be something you'd have to do in a sponsorship situation and get other people to pay you. With
1: our effort, we're just trying to promote awareness. Mm-hmm. We're trying to promote research. Mm-hmm. We want to talk to people and we'll kind of want to tell them that cannabis is not a bad thing. It, give it a good name. Mm-hmm. Because uh, it can it can help you. You think it's a gateway drug, but it's actually a drug to get it's out. A, yeah, it's an exit
2: drug. That's, exit that's drug. Totally, and that's gonna come into that's gonna be common knowledge. Hopefully soon. I mean, it's not at this point. It's people getting are,
1: there. It's yeah. getting there. I'm reading news. Uh, I think it's an, at the White House at the legislation. Yes. Yeah. they're hearing it.
2: I mean, the cool part is is that people, like you said, it's it's gotten there and. Um, the message is it's we know it's that we know it's actually in the it's in the zone let's say where people and it's funny to hear like when i see the sanjay gupta or these guys Mm -hmm. you know finally saying and it's like okay well good now they're gonna listen even though many people were saying this already now Mm -hmm. he now because he's saying it people are gonna listen and kind of and they do to a point and uh but then you know it's like at the same time the And I'm double down and double double fisting, double fisting. But yeah, I think we're we're definitely at the tipping point. We've already been there for, you know, it kind of seems like we've been teetering on the tipping point for a long time. And occasionally we kind of teeter backwards, which is weird, you know, when you're like, well, I thought we were already way past all this, you know what I mean? (laughs) But it it happens and it all depends on, it's out of fear right now because everybody's, like anybody who's in a position of, you know, anti-cannabis position is seeing the. Wait a minute! We're making leaps and you know we're literally at their feet. You know, like licking, like we're ready to just take them out. You know, what I mean, and it's going to happen. It just we're a couple of cycles away, election-wise. I mean, you know, Jared Paulus, if he gets in here, it's going to be the best thing ever for our industry because he's completely understands who we are and what we're why we're here and all that stuff. So politically, like. Colorado's in a kind of a eh, kind of a funk too. It's not the greatest, it's not the worst cuz you know obviously you've dealt with them and they've been it's, it's it's I'm probably about your attitude. Probably you came in they were like, "Yeah, sure somebody else cuz everyone else makes it seem like it's impossible, you know. But for the but in general we're still fighting a lot in Colorado to get what we're just just to pay them a whole bunch of money. It's like a struggle, you know what I mean? It's like really after all this we still don't get the you know really don't get the the respect that we should um but like for instance if if you get like if if we had a situ- like for me the medical because you guys are rec obviously now in yeah. medical were, were you were you uh, ever one or th- like were you just you so say you were in already when it was just medical and you mm-hmm. didn't have rec so you were there already um and uh in my opinion the, when the rec market started, it was like, okay, this is the perfect opportunity to turn the medical market into what it should have been in the first place, which is, okay, we understand 133,000 people that are now registered or whatever it was at that time. It was like 90%, of, like not 90%, 90,000 of those, so probably 43,000 of those 100% deserved free cannabis in every way, shape, and form. The other ones are just guys who really want to get weed, you know, So they're, but they're playing the game because the game is there, so you can't hate it. you got to just play it, and that's what people did. But to me it was like, you know, okay, you know, guys who are 100% in need and they can prove it shouldn't have to pay for it. And it would be pretty easy because the rec market should easily be able to pay for that with their own internal system of saying, okay, we're going to donate X amount, because those 43,000 people out of all the shops, that's like every, like say every shop had to take care of 50 people or 60 people or something like that. It's like, pff, it's nothing. You know what I mean? That's just a little corner or whatever. And then we could be like more respectful because right now what's happened is they just keep narrowing the whole medical thing down till it's a joke and it's not even worth doing anymore. And it's like, I don't know, just to me, it's like, it was never like, like, it, like it, there was not, a, it was just that you could get, made us look like we were just trying to get a deal is what the problem was. It's like, oh, so you're just trying to get your taxes lower and you're trying to get, but it's like, they regulate it less, no testing. You know what I mean? It was all like, huh? Well, They, they didn't test now. Yeah, they're now, doing it now. Now yeah. they are. That just mean,
3: rolled out in like February. Exactly. But, uh, but I mean, so. up
2: until then, it was like, so you're going to test the wreck. But you're not gonna test the medical. <laughs> like what? That doesn't even make sense. Like that's wow. like so the people who have compromised health issues are gonna just be exposed to whatever pesticides you wanna throw at them and then the other guys are gonna be super anal and pull it off the shelf because they get some uh, you know, habit or whatever into their in their system and there's like but that's actually because of again insurance reasons, they're just worried about liability. Because a tourist will come and sue them if they've, you know what I mean. That's their their, their thought pattern. I was like, okay, so you're worried about liability, but you're not worried about people's health. So okay, well then we know where you're, we know where they stand.
1: You know. When I look at our uh, marijuana enforcement and other states, I think they're doing a great job in Colorado in comparison to other states. So with all these new rules that they created, and of mm. course, new bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. It's less bureaucracy than other places. And it's. Yeah, and it's it works. At least it works somehow. It, and they're,
3: they're, I feel like they're trying to kind of even out the playing field between the two sides, too, from rec to bad. Yeah, it's not as bit. bad
2: as what happened in Washington and all those places because they just went, like, okay, no more medical, let's say, okay. we're done. And I was like, what? Wait, Because it's crazy to me that they're, you know, considering, like, okay, like, there's some terrible rules out there. There's ones like in Arizona, for instance, if you're not. If you're any closer than 25 miles, you can't grow for yourself okay. because you're supposed to go to the. Disp- you're like really, like that's that's the, the way you guys think. Like, oh, so just because I live 24 and a half miles <laughs> from a dispensary and I'm a you know Vietnam vet and I got no legs and I got to get into my you know, it's like that is still an absurd amount of distance to drive 50 miles to go get your cannabis and come back, especially when you know the option of growing was there if you were. A mile down the road. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, okay, but I can't move my house. I'm pretty much, they, and you can't tell them to move. So you're stuck. You get back to that ridiculous distance. So, like anything with distances, I always feel are bullshit. You know what I mean? Those things always <laughs> don't make any sense because it's cannabis. It's not spent uranium. You know what I mean? We're not trying to do something crazy <laughs> in your neighborhood. We're just trying to grow a little plant. You know what I mean? Or whatever. But they treat it like that, manifests, you know, <laughs> like. Just the concept, like when I sh- see it, when I show the whole concept to a friend who just came in from Switzerland and he was here and checking out everything, you know, and he he was just blown away on how much, you know, energy was to protect everybody from something that was so, because Switzerland, they grow like, you know, massive. But just
1: imagine saying the same words 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I'm would be outrageous, sure, right? Sure. It's just cannabis. It's nothing. It's not uranium. It yeah. is not uranium. No. But how long it took to turn our minds and how we all were brainwashed.
2: Oh, for sure. And that's what that that's like the like what I was saying earlier about the older generation or the one like they they're, they're actually the so the generations above us that were really lied to, like the ones that got the massive propaganda ever since they were kids, they are the ones that got really duped because you know by taking cannabis out of the out of their world uh you know forced basically turned them into alcoholics and turned them into pillheads and turned them into those that made those things normal and then you know it took until like the 60s until everybody sort of like got back into cannabis again even though there was like you know jazz and you know other people were still smoking cannabis but definitely wasn't in the mainstream and then you know, when I moved to Amsterdam was in 89 and it was like, we were in a really like dull, we were in a terrible funk as far as cannabis went because it was like cocaine heaven. Everybody was, you know, like I lived in Florida so it was like, <laughs> I'm out of this place. You know what I mean? It was like, I was just, I liked weed and you know, the 70s when I was young and too young to like, you know, basically like, you know, too, still too young to smoke and then early 80s when it just started to become extra, you know, it was like, there's all these time frames where it just gets more taboo and more taboo and then, Now, now everybody's connected by phone. They all know what's going on, and we're like, "Dude, it was all lies." (laughs) You know what I mean? It was all lies. So, you know, we're on that swing now. Where I'm, I'm, I'm happy when people now know what I'm talking about, and I don't have to explain.
1: People start challenging status quo. Yeah, maybe. Well, you know, like there's something.
2: Like I have a six-year-old, and he's so funny because. You know, he he's talking about hemp at school and, you know, it's like six, you know what I mean? And yeah. he just, like, he's so picked up on it and so on point that it's like we drive by this one mural and it's a big, it's a, it's a new brewery and they have a big hops painted on the side. And he's, like, looking at it and he goes, that looks like hemp, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well they're <laughs> actually related, you know, but <laughs> they're, they're, they are interrelated, but they're not the same. But, you know, he, he identifies and he identifies as a flower and he... You know, he knows what's up with that. And it's just like, so there's going to be a whole wave of people who are going to be looking at us like we were just so gullible, you know, like, well, yeah. how did you guys not know? You know what I mean? It's like, well, we were sort of lied to for our entire lives. And, you know, it was, you know I always obviously was, you know, I never believed. But I also was just funny because I never believed uh, when I read all the medical stuff about cannabis before when in the like you know in the eighties, I was like, I was like, a little skeptical myself. I was like, oh, so if it's good for all this stuff, how come it's no one's you know? Yeah. Yeah. Why is nobody using it anymore? It's good for glaucoma, really? Okay.
1: And also, we thought that doctors know everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And just recently, we start thinking maybe not.
2: No, and they and they, they don't <laughs> because the problem with with most doctors. Uh, You know, they're all getting paid off and they're, you know, they're over prescribing, getting paid off. They work for them. You know, they literally are working for they're getting free holidays to like, you know, they take them to like Hawaii and then they'll have to go sit in some thing for 20 minutes and listen to some guy talk and then they take their whole family. You know, they can't say no to that, but they also got to you know prescribe Ritalin to every single kid that walks into their place to keep their numbers up so they can get that vacation next year. It's all this scandalous stuff, you know what I mean? So the Western medicine, and it's all based on uh, being sick first and then we're going to do something, you know what I mean? Where that's that, Everywhere else is preventative. Everywhere else is thinking about this is what you do so you don't get sick. That's the way to, to treat that's people, it, you know?
1: They cannot prescribe cannabis because they have to give it to, like, 500 people for 10 years yeah. and document it. Mm-hmm. Well, in 10 years, so many people will die for yeah. not having it.
2: Well, and they and they, they, literally have so much documentation already. But the problem is, up until recently, it was all negative because that was paid by the people who were, you know, trying to get... They literally were going after negative. They didn't want positive. So if they came out positive, they would <laughs> stick it down at the bottom. So, like, in 1972 is when they were doing the rat, whole rat test with THC, and just over, you know, injecting them with massive amounts of THC... And, you know, taking, like, doing uh, blind tests and doing them with, you know, one with nothing, one with cancer, and then tons of THC, one with, uh, uh, you know, so one had, so the one with the cancer that got treated with the THC lived longer than the rat that didn't have anything. It didn't even have cancer. <laughs> so they were like, that's kind of weird. You know what I mean? And we gave it a lot of THC. <laughs> <laughs> that's so much. It must be. Uh? Should have yeah. killed it, right? But it's like, no, because just not going to kill it. So then they that away, and then that's the you know that is literally where they've already known for that long that it has something to do with it. It's not you know we're going to say it cures cancer, but we definitely say it it does stop it in its tracks, which is important, and it also gave all these other benefits that were positive too. So it's, yeah, from the medical side, it's kind of crazy because like again, we we prescribe for we We go after the the cure, but the cure is like, dude, like well, we're going to chemo chemo everybody or something similar, you know what I mean, like the hepatitis C cure that you see on t v all the time now. you can cure yourself from hepatitis C it's a hundred and twenty five thousand dollars, yeah, but if you have insurance, good insurance, you know you're not paying that much, obviously, but if you just went in and said, I need it. And that's most of the people who need it don't even have that good insurance that they can, you know, you have to have this super top insurance and then you can get them to do it. And you pay maybe four, th- four or 5,000 bucks, but it's it's a month of of just chemo. Ke- it's a month of like somewhere like right below chemo cause you can do it, you know, yourself, but it knocks you down ridiculous, you know? And maybe it does cure, but I mean, the, the reality is a lot of these things would have with nutrition mixed with cannabis, mixed with, you know, all these kind of combinations of herbal ways of going around it. It's, you know, again, you can't say cure, but you could live with it forever and never have an issue compared to kill every microbiome in your body and start all over again and never quite be yourself again because you've, you know, shaved a layer off almost at that point where you're just like, you know, but, but you're, Starting point again, so then you have to, you know, rebuild everything back to start. You know, it's very, it's very uh sad because, you know, we 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 have to like train ourselves again and like like with my kid again. I go nutrition wise. He, when we when we go to like, it's hard because we go to other people's places. You know, he's like, oh no he's got Cheetos. You know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) and he's like, ding, you know, it's like the excitotoxins in the Cheetos are like, and then you see him go "Eh," and then crash and then, "Eh," you know, it's like, so, but then it's funny because he's actually, because he's been kind of, you know, we've been trying to give him the best we can is he gets it, you know what I mean? He'll like, he'll be all, you know, think it's cool and then later he'll be like, man, (laughs) that stuff was bad. So it's like, uh, (laughs) I think that's important just to like instill people it's hard to train people, you know. It's hard to get them to see the the bigger, re, you know, connection between cannabis and health and and I think when you go like in a rehab situation and you have to do massive amounts of THC, it, it's interesting to watch because it works almost. And and when somebody has a skin issue and you give them some stuff, they it almost always works. It's weird. you like you're like as long as it's in there and there's no nasty, and it, it, you know strange shit and that's why you're like always like "Hmm, okay if we had so many tests which they did and they were all so negative then obviously those people are lying through their teeth because we've done all these you know individual sort of tests and they seem to be super positive that's why when people do cbd and stuff like that it's like stuff's working dude it's like you know people are you know friends of mine are like shamans now in their own in, their, in the and they don't even know how it's doing just growing a plant you know what I mean but they're giving <laughs> it to people and then other people are going like dude cancer has gone or something and like and it's weird you know so we know it's way bigger than the the cannabis market is right now at the medical side I think it's like with CBD and every, and kind of getting in you know every product out there by five years from now it's gonna be so standard it's gonna feel like vitamin C or something, you know, enriched with CBD,
3: C and everything. Yeah, they're right. Did not Seven uh, Eleven or somebody just signed a deal with C- to carry CBDs nation- nationwide or something like that?
2: Seven yeah. Eleven did. Yeah. yeah. Why weren't you on that with the news, man? Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Seven Eleven carrying,
0: <laughs> carrying now.
2: <laughs> no, uh, I know it's weird. I just left it,
0: all my news from uh, JDR. Tim Martin. Oh, is
2: that where you get all your news now? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> oh man, there's a little JDR. You know, I know. He he's, does. He he's that's So what, informative. He is. He is. He's on point he for sure. Yeah. Thanks, man. You, you make my life so much easier. I don't have to be that guy. Right. Um, but uh, now I will just be the opinionated weed guy that talks too much. That's that's my <laughs> that's my that's my my role. Um. You guys carry. Uh, you guys carried some CBD. I saw you had some honey. That was local honey, right? Yeah, it comes yeah. from
3: Parker or someplace down there. Yeah.
2: Nice, nice, um, and that's uh, CBD infused. I didn't even look at it.
0: That stuff is good. That's a uh, I think it's Colorado hemp honey. Yep.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah.
2: A hemp
3: extract. It's
0: not a CBD. Yeah.
1: So. But I think it has some CBD.
0: It, it does have some. It does CBD. have CBD in it. Yeah. Okay,
2: and they say hemp extract, meaning uh, full plant. Full plant, like yeah. so, distill it basically. Yeah, actually,
0: I actually went down to a market where the guy was selling it, and he was very informative about it. Uh-huh. Uh, they they add uh, a full plant extract to the honey, I guess, and then uh, I guess the way that they mix it is, like, super state-of-the-art, too, so that, like, uh, it's, in, it's uniform. Certain, yeah, it gets into everything. Yeah, so... Huh. That's, that's what I know about that brand.
2: So you mean he's not brand. just taking a bunch of isolate and dumping it in there? Because that's the problem. If you—that's <laughs> you, what I would
0: be doing.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and then all, Why is it so cloudy and weird? It's like, ah, yeah. oh, dude, don't worry about it. No,
0: but uh, yeah, it seems like he has some kind of a process. Because you remember that? You
2: is, remember that one guy that was they? doing the the cannabis honey? But he was actually had honeybees in a field, and yeah. so that was pretty dope. So that 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 to me would be really interesting to see, mm-hmm. just because you know now, and and again, you'd have to be. You know it would have to be It can't just be a bunch of scentsy either because that won't really work because there's no pollen there so you almost kind of like you know you'd have to grow proper hemp uh, but it'd be quite curious i'd be curious to see that there's also you ever seen that psychedelic honey they grow in uh it's like in burma or something like that and it's it's, it's basically all the bees have some. There's some flower there, and they. It's on Vice. You guys could go to Vice. <laughs> look at psychedelic honey. I'm probably totally wrong in the country. It's something, but it was pretty interesting. These guys are like, you know, they go up there and they're like, they're on these cliffs and they're super dangerous to get to. But they're they're all. By the time they get then they get in there and they're all eating it and getting super high. It's pretty funny to watch. You're like, now that is interesting. So I mean, it is. It definitely could could uh, transfer. Yeah, something but it'd be yeah that's so you yeah, honey what else you guys what else is your other big what's your biggest seller
3: basically out there it's like just i don't remember the brand but we carry a uh like a cbd wax and shatter mm-hmm. i think it's uh they're out of boulder extracts, extracts yeah yeah
1: we have some we have them and we have some um so See, uh, if we uh, have CBD e- edible product, mm-hmm. it has to be certified by Denver Department of Health. Okay. If we have creams, lotions, uh, they don't have to be certified. They could be from anywhere. What's the name of that um, company we have, uh, CBD lotions? Ep-
3: um, I don't remember right offhand. Hemp, hemp something, I thought. So.
1: No. We narrowed
2: that
3: down. Well,
1: yeah. <laughs> <it's>,
2: uh, <but. laughs> yeah. No, that um So salves... So I mean yeah the the CBD shatter I would imagine would be uh, that's an easy that's an easy no-brainer of mm-hmm. that um, and then uh, you guys are selling some pipes and some glass and stuff Do you have any cl- exclusive artists or you guys are kind of buying
1: uh, here we're and just
2: there can, whatever is yeah. coming through Yeah
1: for now it's here and there but we have probably open to have different artists we just mm-hmm. haven't
2: Yeah and I mean your space in the back would actually be really good for a little like uh, Kind of art gathering yeah. with some guys blowing some glass and open the back. Cause so you can open the back, I guess, or not. Or
1: uh, I don't know because public cannot see us from outside.
2: Uh, is there yeah, I a line of sight? Is it okay? Well, never mind. But you can Crack it so they can uh, <laughs> see us. Don't <going laughs> die. That's that's. Yeah, good. yeah right
1: You right. can see your
2: feet. Is that good enough? Like, I saw my feet. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I guess you could put. Yeah, you could come up with a with a way. But yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's nice to bring a glass blower in mm-hmm. and have them do some live stuff, because it's amazing how that, like, the same, you know, it's, you, you get people who, because they're part of the, they see the part of the actual production, it's like, you will you'll sales, while that guy's there, you'll crush it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, then, like, after it's a little harder, but I've done that a lot over the years, where just having those, just having the guy right there, and the artist, it makes a huge, all of a sudden, that guy's just got people wanting, you know, hand over fist his stuff, and then, you know, it's good to... Then it's easier, of course, to sell it because you've got the guy there and you kind of... But then after the fact, you just have to remember all the right... You have to remember exactly what the guy's doing <laughs> and, and reenact it. But uh, um, So... Uh, what else you guys are allowed to do? So food-wise, you guys can't, I mean, because licensing, I'm sure, that's like you can't prepare anything, obviously. We cannot
1: prepare anything. Now, refrigerator is mm-hmm. not certified yet for the perishable food, but we're working on it.
2: Uh-huh. And you could put like a juice bar eventually or something like that maybe? Is that possible uh-huh. or is that is that hard for?
1: I think what we're trying to do, we're trying to certify a refrigerator first so we can have yogurts. Mm-hmm. Then we will have. Cause that hemp,
2: because if you could do, one thing that would be awesome is to get, hemp leaves and be able to do um to juice them because that's oh, something really? that, yeah, yeah. that's something that a lot of people want to try mm-hmm. and there's never been do a you know
1: who does that or there is a company well, who does that or? you can
2: the juicers are the same as you would use for wheatgrass so mm-hmm. you can pretty much buy that standard and the leaves you would have to make sure that they're coming from a hemp farm and they'd have mm-hmm. to be fresh and yeah. they have to be under you know the, the right thc content obviously to keep it legal did you everything.
1: try that juice
2: I've done. I've done. I've juiced leaves before. The only the, the key to the biggest problem with juicing leaves mm-hmm. is sourcing quality stuff that has never been sprayed with anything because you definitely don't want to juice
1: mm-hmm. like
2: guys who have been dunking them, even if they're clones. And then no, don't worry, they've already grown. It's like yeah, no, no. I need yeah. I need it to literally be like grown wild with nothing, and then and when you juice them, you juice them when they're really mm-hmm. young. You don't want old. You don't want old leaves. You want young leaves. So you kind of want them when they're like at that. Young, perky, translucent kind of vibe almost where they're you know, you
1: mixing them with something else. What they you
2: can you can for flavor because they're definitely <laughs> bitter. I mean, it's definitely bitter, you can, yeah. you can, but you can do a mix and you, know, you could get creative or with it.
1: Juice with hemp, um,
2: but with it's something that I know for a fact that if you could find out if this 100% legal for you to do, which I believe it would be, uh, it's just a, a being able you'd have to have the whole thing to tr- probably a three. Part sink and all that to clean you know they're, yeah. they're definitely going to get on your ass about all that but it'd be a very interesting addition because you would get into that whole like you know first time for it'd be the first time for you and it'd be the first time for him and it'd be the first time for almost everybody that i know because most people never have access to those clean if you're a grower you just know you don't want to juice your own shit because this is 99 of the people have no treated them with something in the fucking process so you're like eh, probably won't want to do that and if you grow them out if you have some outdoor stuff that you can grow um specifically for that that's awesome mm-hmm. um so it's so it's it's one of those things where almost everybody that i know hasn't tried it i know a few people have and i know a couple people have done it quite extensively and it definitely if you have good healthy plants it's you know it's it's a superfood in itself um just like wheatgrass and the funny part is is like i i used to do i remember when wheatgrass was oh in my world was like all of a sudden that was a thing i was like yes i gotta do it all and i got their hand grinder and i went to i lived in amsterdam at the time i went back to america i brought back a grinder seeds and set it all up and it was like when we first opened up the gray area and i was like i'm doing wheatgrass just because i wanted to and i thought and i was thinking i could do sprouts of wheat or whatever i was coming up with is, <laughs> trying to figure out stuff But the face that everybody makes when they do their first shot of wheatgrass is always hilarious because it's just nasty. I mean, you can't get around. It's like, you know, so you could have a wall of photos of people with the stupidest face just by being (laughs) on point. Okay, ready? You ready for your first one? Yeah, good. (laughs) Done. You know what I mean? Add that to the list. And you could have the best, uh, best collage of people on their first cannabis (laughs) shot trying it and be like, because it is definitely nasty. But Super healthy too. So mm-hmm. that be that be an angle that might be cool for this place, just because I feel like mm-hmm. that's something that I would seek out. You would
1: want to try. When we'll have a oh, you sure. will sure. come come and try it with us for
2: sure. I mean, mm-hmm. oh yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And and you could also do wheatgrass too. Then that's totally obviously, you know, you can do some mixes. You could do combinations. And wheatgrass is super easy to grow, and it looks mm-hmm. it looks dope when you got your spot, and mm-hmm. very green. So that's. Possibility, and then um, but yeah food wise I think it's uh, it's a shame that there's not the ability to mix I mean you have to have because of, you know, most restaurants would choose alcohol over cannabis any day of the week and don't want to lose their license so if they're but if they don't have one and they you know got I would say it's the wisest choice you know what <laughs> what I mean, to invite more stoners into your restaurant because that to me is also when you find the right spot that actually has a patio or it's cool with it or something i'm sure their sales go up you know what i mean <laughs> that's a guarantee cuz down in this area too there's not a huge choice huh
3: nothing there's nothing
2: <laughs> is, there, is, there, is there any other restaurants
3: down here no oh
1: there's cool restaurants yeah. but you have to go towards santa fe yeah uh-huh
3: I mean, buck, Buckhorn Exchange, I think, is just right across the tracks. If
2: you want to eat yeah. zebra meat every day, <laughs> <laughs> you've got yourself the buckhorn. Uh-huh. I was talking about that with somebody. From, you know, there's buckhorns all over the place. So oh, it's right? kind of weird. Like, yeah, I was thought because about that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like the original, original. But then I was in California, and there's a buckhorn exchange there. So I was wondering if maybe just as they roll down the tracks, they just keep building more buckhorns or something i'm not sure it might have been it went from like mining area the to first, mining area. first chain out there you know mm-hmm. you think you're in the only one but yeah. that's that place is crazy Yeah, i was talking to somebody in hawaii about it i think it was they were like i was there that's all they remembered from denver was that place and i was like yeah and because they, they were vegan so they oh. yeah, they love <laughs> that spot you know they were like oh yeah um, um so uh what, what give us a give us a, the I guess we're where are we at the two hour mark
0: now? Almost two hour mark. Yeah, ten minutes away.
2: I think we'll do a two hour run today, just because uh, we don't have, we don't have access to our Skype, so we can't get any call-ins. And uh, exactly, um, what's your what's the best uh, way again for people to get like to know the place online when they're coming in, or is there any? Do you guys have any kind of uh, any kind of uh, first-time specials or anything like that when people come through? Well, oh, if like
1: they purchase anything in, at the dispensary, mm-hmm. the consumption interest is free. It's oh, always there. free if they don't consume. They can just come and
0: take Got a look. The but chat guys were asking uh, for uh, a code, possibly if, if
2: oh, in if case they, they heard
0: about you guys from the show or not. I want to yeah. make up?
2: Want to make up an Adam show code in case they come through for? I don't know what they just get. Just an idea. Yeah, I don't
0: know what they yeah, get, so, but okay. we
2: we'll just make it up. But yeah, maybe we can up, maybe. maybe we can do it. Uh, we'll, if we, we'll come up. Let us think about it. We'll come up with something and we'll put it on to the site, and then you guys yeah. can uh, give them some. They'll get on a flight. They'll be like, "All right, I'm coming from Finland now for this <laughs> deal, for this 10 <laughs> discount. I will be there tomorrow."
1: Um,
2: <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, it's always nice when you can track a little bit of traction from a show. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you guys want to throw code for us can be very nominal, but definitely do it for the show for the shop uh so then they can buy some cannabis and then they'll
1: come absolutely over, come we'll do over that.
2: Out. Yeah, we'll give give them some special deal. Um and uh was it, so what was the is it just um is it just the name is it just uh, the coffee joint uh at you know, on Instagram or you guys uh, that that must have been taken. Well already.
1: Instagram was not functioning right now because they stopped our instagram oh yeah, you guys got,
2: you guys got w- licked from that mm-hmm. one yep what they, they they got through your code they got through your. they were like two coffee cups <laughs> <and green laughs> oh. yeah we haven't
1: been even posting much of anything no prices no any
2: and wh- and was it mostly pictures of of just product or was it actual pictures of people smoking or what was the deal was cbd was maybe yeah, stuff. it was
1: just really not much hmm. But
2: that's crazy because, I mean, there's so many sites that are, or there's so many people who's that. that's all there is, is, you know,
0: yeah, consumption all
2: or, yeah. or, or, huh. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's weird how. Um,
1: but we have a Facebook page mm-hmm. and uh, we have a web page of uh, thecoffeejoinco.com. Okay. And nice. they, if they just type in Google the coffee joint and click on news, mm-hmm. they will see all the news from all mm-hmm. over.
2: Nice. Oh, so you guys are—you guys are doing my job too. See, I don't have to do news because these guys are doing the news. And John Doe's doing the news, so okay. um, well, that's cool. And then, uh, like I said, we'll definitely plan on coming back here. Um, and we, when we get our new location, you know, you guys are obviously invited to do. If you guys want to do a, a staff party, stuff like that, we'll have a you know a great spot and of course oh, yeah. you can consume it myself. you're going to be like this is th- what you guys like, yeah we did it the easy way we just do it yeah. but uh, you know it's one of those things where uh, up until you guys it's pretty much been everybody who's been you know putting their place sometimes at risk their businesses whatever and it's always been like you know as you see it's hard it's a hard grind to make money in the cannabis world on every element whether it be you know whatever people think is gangbusters it's, it's not you have to like do it the hard way which is actually in my opinion the best way because it makes it you know the it keeps the people out who would think it's just like easy money and oh yeah you just get a spot and let people smoke it's like it's really hard to make money with that you know it's one of those things where it's a it's it's either uh make people kind of feel weird and charge them for too much for everything and then they, then there's not a return vibe or you know the have enough like you know, you've got to like sacrifice by knowing you're kind of giving them everything for almost nothing anyway. But then slowly build it up and get into the volume, you know. So hmm. hopefully. Uh, you guys can expand it, make it bigger, get the second one rolling. That's still going to be awesome. Maybe you'll get one at the airport one day. That'd be the best, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could have a coffee joint in the airport, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that'd be that. Be-
1: because right now, they're <laughs> coming on a layover in Denver. Oh, they yeah. come coming with the suitcases here, and they're saying, well, we came from here, uh, going you know, there, and an- two hours I got in oh, I got another.
2: Cool. I got another easy idea for you, which I'm sure you guys are already working with a lot of uh, Uber guys and yeah. things like that, but, you know, one of the first things I did when I came to Colorado is I bought a super stretch limo. and and if I had a place like this, I mean I'm pick, picking people up at the airport in a funky old limo that they <laughs> they and they can legally dab in because it's le- the only legal place to do it is either in the limousine with a partition, which you could do that very easily, or a party bus or whatever, and have them, you know know that this is like only for layover specials and have them check it in first. I'm kind of be landing at this time group them up a few together those would be your customers for life because you know that would be like the service above and beyond because mm-hmm. i had actually um one year for amsterdam we did the uh, we we're doing the cannabis cup with a coffee shop called superfly and there were 15 minutes i think they're like even less like 13 minutes from from skipple so we did exactly that service for them they had a limo that was just sitting there waiting and they get a call the guy would be there he'd bring them back. They'd buy some weed, they'd get high, and then he'd bring them right back to the plane and get them back in. And it was just such a cool thing that all my friends that came through once they did it the first time, it was like clockwork. They knew exactly what they were going to do if they had a layover. But even if they didn't have a layover, it would be there. They'd have that, take them to there, and then have another, you know, get another ride from there. Just it was like, so I mean, we're not that close, of course, because we're in the middle of town. If you, you know. Somebody's going to catch your thing and be like, light shade, we're right here, boom. (laughs) They they got it easy. But they don't have the consumption side. They just have the, I mean, theoretically you could because you could also just buy the weed and drive back, whatever. But since, you know, if you have a three- or four- or five-hour layover, Mm -hmm. it's a perfect deal. So go get yourself a limo, right? Mm -hmm. Get yourself a limo. And if you get it for this spot, you can write it off, right? Because it's like, see? So there you go. It's even worth it more. I paid three grand for mine and I sold it for two grand after I had it for three or four years, something like that. So, you know, pretty easy. And it was a 93 bro ham. So it was literally a Beastie Boy video every day. You know what I mean? It was like flamed out on the sides and had a Bronco. It was a Bronco uh, tailgater party thing, you know? So the guy had a big had a bronco with a flame on the flame job on the side, and then I just covered the bronco with my head and put my logo on there. I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> and then it was like, "Oh yeah, this is it." So that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to. Um, oh, I got to talk about my Roly Poly. Oh, you're Roly Poly. Roly Poly in the house. Uh, so my kid Nick said this Roly Poly wanted to be on the show. He wanted me to talk to it, so I have to ask him a question. Uh, so Roly Poly welcome to the I'm done show uh i heard your I heard your friends with my my son Nick uh, <laughs> yes, Nick is really great kid, really, so he's gonna let you go later or or not. Uh, yeah you said he was gonna let me go when i get home all right i'll make sure that happens thanks roly poly for coming on the show yeah yeah roly poly in the house and i put him into uh you notice how he get you know you see how he's got his uh his uh light up stash thing all right so that's where all my stash (laughs) jars go um so shout out to my beautiful wife cc and my little kid nick little nick's now six he's getting big got a haircut and it looks bigger it's one of those deals where you're like every time you give him a haircut you're like oh my god <laughs> have you grown <laughs> but uh and shout out to my mom down at the farm shout out to kti who could not make it today boo, boo. Yeah. obviously shout out to mti for making it all happen here yeah, yeah. shout out to 420 for not interrupting me because he physically couldn't do it i'm sure he's he's tried his hardest somehow to interrupt the chat room or something taking over yeah. we'll have him on next time um and uh yeah we'll be new york next week try to do something from there it'll be hopefully a little better production value than we try to do in hawaii mm-hmm. um and uh, then the week after that 100 percent if that doesn't work this week which it probably won't uh i'll do mel mel frank and uh, we'll have him on the show which would be awesome and we'll get down and dirty to some old stories and talk about his um, art show that he's doing out there in, in Hollywood. It'll be the last week of that. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll see you guys next week. And also, shout out to School for that great event last week. And seeds here now. Seeds here now. Seeds here now. That's it. We're done. Thanks, guys. Peace.
0: Practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic jackets on the record albums have their own hidden bones. This is a special question. We don't
3: want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real
1: thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimilia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it ganja.